This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 it's our lifestyle podcast, also known as OLP, hitting you guys with another episode. Thanks for everyone that continues to come back and rock with us. We got to give it up for Custom Car Show Productions, three events, Orange Beach Invasion in conjunction with Keg Media. That's going to be the third week in March next year. Orange Beach Invasion is in Orange Beach, Alabama. We have Scraping the Coast, which is their flagship event. They're going to hit their 21st year next week year in 2023, and that's going to be, of course, the third week in June, Biloxi, Mississippi, and then, oh, by the way, Bayou Showdown, not only for next year, but it's going down the weekend this year before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana, big ups to Custom Car Show Productions, and tip of the cap, they were inducted into the Mini Truck Hall of Fame last night, they were inducted to the Mini Truck Hall of Fame this week. For the 2022 class, and rest in peace to our friend, our dear friend, Greg Miller. He would be so proud, and we appreciate them. So, a few things in the works. This week, I am I, I do have a couple interviews scheduled, so fingers crossed those go well uh, and on time, and we can get those and roll those out for next week and the week after. So, I'm super stoked. Something I've really been chasing a while, and I have learned... Try not to share the names and try not to get too ahead of myself. Don't want to put the, the, the cart in front of the horse, so to speak, because because I don't want to jinx ourselves. So we've seen that happen in the past. And again, uh, just trying to keep all the balls juggling in the air is the key thing here at OLP. If you are a new listener and you found us somehow, some way through the interwebs, thank you guys so much. Just hit follow slash subscribe, depending on what app you're using. It's totally free. Uh, We have new content every Friday, and we've been going strong for over seven years, so we appreciate all the support. So it's looking like this week is going to be a follow-up to last week. So last week we had the uh, our first inaugural Halloween Spooktacular. So we kind of spun that a little bit. We had LMC from Lowest Common Denominator, we really appreciate uh, him coming on and taking the time. If you haven't had a chance, check out LCD Podcast. They have their own kind of creation of a show. It's all themed around the mini truck scene. But it was cool because with Halloween, I hope that everyone had a good one, by the way. With Halloween last week, or really this past Monday, it was pretty cool to sit down with him. And then we went down the whole bunny trail of the Halloween, uh, well, the, the McDonald Funland. Right, McDonald Land, whatever it was called, and it was just insane. It blew my mind, and um, you know, it was kind of cool. We talked about some scary stuff, some uh, scary mods that we don't like, maybe that aren't are our favorites, and then some that you know, obviously, are our favorite mods. So, kind of a cool episode, a little bit different, trying to get out of our comfort zone a little bit and do things a little bit different. But um, I want to thank Hammered Weekend Wear, the overview of this episode. Uh, for all the support, they have two new pre-sales going down, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. They've got the the old Dodge pickup, and I think those were the swing lines, and then they have the F-150, the newer school 
they announced those new drops on DJ Maze Radio through Twitch last week. I was checking it out. Big ups to DJ Maze. I think really just a an amazing DJ in this scene of ours, hitting so many shows every year. So it was really cool to see Hammered Weekend Wear link up. I'm telling you, if you're an older school hot rod guy, you like old trucks, that swing line, that Dodge, that crew cab is going to like really pull at you. And then if you're a new school kind of mini trucker guy, you're going to love the new school Ford crew cab, both amazing trucks, the artwork, graphic disorder, check out H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. So to kind of round out the rest of the overview on this episode, really, if you think about last week being the Halloween spooktacular, I figured why not call this the SEMA spectacular, right? So it kind of rhymes a little bit. And what I'm going to try to do this week is link up and cover SEMA the best I can from the comfort of my own home. So I had mentioned recently I was not able to make it out to SEMA this year. The stars just didn't align, and I kind of have some other priorities that I'm focused on. That's okay. We're going to be back in the saddle next year at EBGD, Eastbound Get Down. Uh, I have, um, you know, my demands have been met, <laughs> just kidding, to go to uh, D- Destination Daytona, uh, this coming January, so we'll see how all that works out. But we'll be back in the saddle next year, hitting some shows. I'm I'm still hoping to hit Turkey Rod Run later this year, and um, I just say all that because again, kind of sitting back here watching SEMA like so many of us have to do through our phones and through our computer screens. It's a little bit different, but I tell you, social media is fantastic because we can do that. And I tell you what, going to SEMA for an entire week is a lot of walking. It is a lot of drinking waters usually, uh, and it's just a lot, you know, mentally, uh, you know, to get up early, to take the buses and the shuttles and however you get over there, and then you walk around all day and you're just exhausted. You kind of go, man, overload. You want to get back to your hotel or motel or Holiday Inn, and you just want to get some dinner and you just want to relax, right? Many of us do, but then we go, you know what? I'm not that old yet. I want to go down to Fremont Street. I want to go hang out in front of the D. I want to hang out with my severed brothers and NC and RA and No Regrets and all these different crews. And, dude, the night turns into 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And the next thing you know, you're like, dude, I got to get up maybe 6, 7 o'clock tomorrow. So with all that being said, if you've never been to SEMA, trust me, you got to go one year. It's a lot of fun. And for a car or truck enthusiast, there's really no better place to be. Uh, it's really the mecca, so I highly suggest that you guys check it out. Now, last, I think it was last year we did some of the leading up to SEMA. We did, uh, if I remember correctly, I did an episode talking about the history of it and how it really kind of came together uh, over 50 years ago, and it's pretty cool to see how much it's grown. Now, if all goes well, we will talk to some people, boots on the ground there at SEMA, as well as some that attended the Mini Truck Hall of Fame that was held on November 31st, 2022. Of course, that was Halloween. That's at Hogs and Heifers. So we'll see how it goes this week. And again, I'll cover some things I'm seeing via social media. So uh, next, we've got the general updates. And, you know, what do I have really to share here? Uh, You know, just really enjoying a little bit of the weather, kind of cooling off. Uh, things have been good. I know really last week I didn't talk about, you know, recently the Back to the Future anniversaries, right? So Back to the Future Day, October 21st, you know, 2015, and, and really October 
it's just a great month, um, you know, here in Florida. And when I think about movies, I, I, <laughs> I haven't reinforced this enough. If you do, if you go down the bunny trail of Back to the Future and The Goonies, two of my favorite movies, both mind-blowing here, came out in 1985. But on top of that, if you really look down the bunny trail, they both came out, they both basically, in the Back to the Future world, so we'll call it Hill Valley History, and in the Goonies world, we'll call it, you know, the Goondocks, right? Those two movies, basically, in movie world, happened the same weekend, which is just insane. And uh, that's pretty cool. And, and there's a couple of indicators in the movie The Goonies. Now, you can imagine, you know, they're being filmed kind of around the same time, right? Different cities, California and Astoria. But every October, I always think of that. I think of, of course, Back to the Future, growing up, watching the movie, the legacy that it has, and then The Goonies. You guys know I love that. I've done a couple episodes about it. So, you know, again, I didn't mention that recently, but I wanted to point that out. What happens is when I get going doing these uh, episodes, I know some people are probably sitting and listening and going, man, well, he didn't talk about that, and oh, man. And listen, it, it's a pretty pretty solid production to get all the stuff going and get it done every week and edit it, upload it, and do all that stuff, which I love doing. Uh, so there are things I'll I'll kind of miss or I'll point you know forget to point out, but rest assured I try to kind of circle back and hit those. So that's kind of my story there, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, the general updates this week are brought to you by our friend Joey at Get Decked. If you uh, want to put artwork or a photo on a skate deck, hit up Joey at Get Decked. Uh, it's Get underscore Decked VA on Instagram or Facebook. Look up Get Decked. He could put that artwork on a skate deck and you go, well, why would you want to do that? Well, your kid, son, daughter could decide they want to skate it. Or for your significant other, it makes a cool item to hang in your office, in your man cave, in your garage, wherever, or your woe man cave. If you're a show promoter, take our word. Get with Joey about pricing for show decks, right? So take your artwork, put it on a skate deck. We've seen so many other brands. This has been just a big thing. They're collectible, and they're just awesome. Joey Dilworth, get decked, hit them up. So what I want to do is I want to thank, um, again, LMC for coming on last week. I already did that, so I want to give a huge shout-out to him. And I want to remind you guys that Lone Star Throwdown is coming up, and it's going to be February of 2023, the 11th annual Join us if you can. Go to LoneStarThrowdown.com for more information. It's about 110, 115 days away, and it's going down in Conroe, Lone Star Throwdown 2023. Now, this is going to be a little bit different episode. Miggity Mike, the mayor, he's been leaving me some weird voicemails. He's trying to apologize. I'm going to see if I can save one of these things and play it for you guys later. The dude, I think, is losing his rocker. I think he's really ticked that he's basically been uh, dishonorably discharged is the best way I can explain it from OLP. Again, you guys heard him potentially a couple weeks ago coming back, and I mean just, uh, uh, you know, very reckless, right? I can sense deceit in his tone, and it just was insanity. So uh, he's is still on uh, dishonorable discharge. And I'll see later if I can save one of these voicemails and play it. I mean, dude, the guy's a lunatic, so we have no Miggity Mike. And like I said, he may never be back. With that being said, 
What we're going to do is I'm going to try to call Riggedy Ruben Artiaga. He's boots on the ground out there in SEMA, at SEMA, with Chris from CNS Metalworks. They're, of course, out there. And uh, let's link up with them and see what they got to say. Yo, so as I mentioned, we're going to jump in here quick, quickly, I guess, in this episode, into the meat and potatoes. And we got the big the big homie, Ruben Artiaga, boots on the ground in Vegas. Ruben, how you doing? Oh, Jay, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I can't complain and always appreciate you coming on. And, dude, my bad. The last time we had John recently, totally forgot to say, check out C1500 Nonsense out there. Dude, the the content's on the rise, Ruben. I love it. Hell yeah. Thank you, buddy. So check this out. Last night, Halloween, 10-31-2022, it wasn't like a solar eclipse or anything. It was... The 2022 Mini Truck Hall of Fame inductees, and you were there. What was the vibe? I know uh, Freaks of Nature, huge shout out to Shannon and his whole crew. They kick off that SEMA kind of kickoff party. Uh, Might be official, unofficial, but what was the vibe like, dude? Well, uh, as you know, I I haven't missed one yet. So, of course, I was going to miss this year. And uh, vibe was was jumping like every other year. A lot of people. A lot of people down there in front of Hogs and Heifer outside of the ground. You know, I got to see some old faces and some very familiar faces I hadn't seen in a while. Got to see uh, Chris Clark, Eddie Sabreko, you know, to name a few. And, of course, I ran into Travis kind of late late in the night. But So they're talking to him and his girlfriend for a while. But, you know, it was um, definitely awesome. It was great to see him get inducted in the Hall of Fame, you know, especially under, you know, the Steve Stillwell Memorial Award. So I'm really proud for him. Yeah, 100%. And I got to thank Radar from the West Coast Influence. We had hinted, and he had posted as well on Facebook, he did live stream through the West Coast Influence Facebook page. And I got to see it. uh, And I'm very thankful because I cannot be out at SEMA this year. But to your point... Uh, Jody Hall, the builder, he I know he was not in attendance, uh, scraping the coast. Lauren Miller, Greg Miller's daughter, did an amazing job. Courtney Hallowell Achievement Award was Ernie Macias, rest in peace. Um, Eddie did the introduction, and, and of course, Melissa was there to accept, rest in peace, Ernie. Uh, the Truck Rough Cut, the company Thorbeck, K-Daddy, dude, and Ryan did a great job uh, introducing him. Mini Truck Memorial Award, rest in peace, Jake Moore. His wife was there, very um, heartfelt uh, speech. And then Steve Stillwell Memorial Memorial Award, last but not least, as you mentioned, Travis Nowak. And you've known Travis a long time, Ruben. And the great thing about Travis is he's worked at different publications. He's really uh, has just been ingrained in the scene that we that we all love, man. You know, uh, first and foremost, you know, like Ronnie always says, you know, the trucks kind of bring us together, but the people are, are the cool. I know I, I pour that up, but. You know, it's the people and um, Travis. Travis is, uh, is even though I don't, I don't see him as much as I used to. He is one of my one of my best friends, and uh, you know, the the point of time that I became close with him, I was going through some life changes, and he was going through some life changes, and we kind of, you know, lived through all, went through all that, you know, together in a sense. And um, you know, when when I was inducted. He was uh, he was my presenter, so I mean that goes to show you what I think of the man, you know. And, and I love the guy like a brother. 
you know. So to see him get that award and get those accolades, you know, it, it, it's like me getting my own ring. You know, he, he is, he is well-deserved of the award. Dude, I love hearing the, the props. You know, we always talk about giving these guys the props why they're here. I think that's so important because, listen, not everybody – None of us know, you know, what the end is going to be for us, right? And we lost some good people. Again, you know, you think about Jake Moore, rest in peace, with his wife being there, and then you know Ernie and others. It, it's to me, I love seeing these dudes get the respect that they're due. Um, so last night, here's the other thing: you sent me some photos, and I know um, we. I can't believe this. We hit our nine thousand, nine thousand, nine thousand posts today. Uh, not the one day it's taken us all these years, and you sent us the photo, and it was uh, Micah and and Matheson. Matheson. Yeah, thank you. And their Toyota was there. Uh, Tom and Joey are there. We're gonna try to link up with them. What was the vibe in seeing some of the old school trucks and maybe some of the newer school ones as well? You know, uh, well, you know, Shannon's always made it a point to kind of have minis there, and you know, and but to see you know those Toyotas there, you know. I mean, to me, I, I have a soft spot for those trucks. And, and Micah, Micah he, um, he's he been working on that truck for the last several years. And actually, he was uh, he was a presenter for, uh, he accepted Jody uh, Hall's award. Oh, that's right. So, that's right. Yeah, yep. since he couldn't And he here. did a great job. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I, I love seeing those Toyotas, especially, you know, that generation of them, because I, I've, had a, I've had a couple of them. Yeah, definitely, and and again, I, I do want to reinforce, I, I want to say this, I mean this with all respect, Lauren Miller, she did an amazing job, I, I know she was probably a little nervous, I know her dad, Greg, looking down on her, and it was so ironic, I want to just make sure I get this in, Ruben, that if you think about Greg, you know, he stepped up day one and says, yo, we want to support the cause, right? And and that meant so much to us. And and then, you know, for us to be able to sponsor, and again, we're not even trying to toot our horn, for us to be able to give back to Scraping the Coast, they, they have supported us for so long. And, you know, again, Lauren had asked me, hey, if you're going to be out there, can you talk? And I, I really wanted to, and I couldn't be there, but I, I just want to give her the kudos. I know her, uh, her mom, Tammy, was proud. And, dude, she did an amazing job up there. So it was really cool to see that, you know, and the other folks that had to speak on behalf of the other kin folks. So that was cool. Right. She she did do an amazing job. And, you know, I it, I, it was heartfelt. And um, I, I wanted to go say hello to her and introduce myself. And, you know, I I thought I saw her in the crowd. And then I turned around. And, again, you know, yep. you, you've been to that event. And, you know, then I, I didn't know where she went. But. You know, I'm sure one of these days, you know, I'll get to introduce myself to her. Yeah, and again, thank you to Shannon. Uh, like you said a minute ago, this is technically Freaks of Nature 14th annual SEMA kickoff party. There's a lot of folks involved. I know Texas Heatwave, Fuel Market, Airlift, No Regrets, uh, Flow, Drop Em Wear, Sunset, uh, Worldwide, Orion, uh, and some others that we probably forgot, including OLP. When you walked around and you see, like, uh, rest in peace, Eric Coleman, you see the the, um, the Tacoma there, right, Joey's, and you see some of the other old-school trucks and stuff, it, it's got to reinforce, and Ruben, we've talked about this a lot, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but if you think about being in this scene of ours 30-plus years, right, and you see that minis are still there, we're the mainstay, right? Other trends come and go, but do minis, we put the flag in the ground, and we're still out there doing it. You know, we're still out there doing it, and yet, you know, 
they, they might not want to say where they get some of these ideas from, but you know, it's from <laughs> us, you know, you know, channel or, or body dropping, you know, to some sort. And yep. also, you know, the whole airbag thing, you know, and um, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I ran into uh, Israel Garcia. Oh, uh, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the white convertible Toyota. Yep. I posted some pictures of it. Bet answered. I've, mm-hmm. I've known this man for well over 30 years. I haven't spoken to him in a good 25, about 25 years or so. And he walked right up to me and we started talking and stuff. And I mean, it's a, a beautiful recreation of what, what he had back in the day. And, you know, it's got some upgrades on it. He's still working on it. But you know what? To see, you know, there was that many. There was a, a 720. There was a, a Maz. There was a few Mazdas. But to see those trucks on display at the SEMA show, I mean, who would have ever thought? You know, even though it, it might be a little bit too late, you know, it should have happened years ago. But, hey, better late than never. Well, listen, man, you were right on cue because check this out. When I think of, and I know I'm going to probably miss a couple, but I saw earlier, and I want to give you a shout-out, and I don't think I've done this enough, Mini Truck Era Magazine. These guys are out there doing it. But if you look at on Instagram what Ruben posted and you look at what uh, NVS Minis, E-N-V-Y-U-Z, Minis with an S, official. Dude, these guys are out there with 720s, with Mazdas, with Toyota pickups. And don't forget the Suzuki Samurai, dude. These guys are killing it. And they're representing in 2022 with some of the old school kind of vibe. And to me, Ruben, that brings back to everything we talk about on OLP, the 80s, the 90s, all this stuff. But, dude, like you said, the... These new minis, guys, dude, they're running circles on people, and I love seeing it, man. Yeah, no kidding. So do I. I mean, it, 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 it makes me excited to see what else is coming out. Yeah, for sure. Now, we are going to try to link up with Shane Andrews. I don't know if you got a chance to go by the MTX booth yet, but with Shane's uh, Nissan there, and then you got Jeremy Bumpus. He's been on before. He's a part of Car Fix, that whole uh, TV show. And then, of course, he's got his hot rod shop that he talked about. But seeing the Maverick there on Instagram... And seeing Shane's over there, again, it's showing many trucks are here to stay. And we may not have as many as, as say, the C10 guys, right? C10 guys that kind of have their own world. But, dude, it makes me proud as, as a person in the scene of ours to, to see the guys out there repping. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, we're still here, you know. Can't get rid of us yet. <laughs> so, yeah, we are going to try to link up maybe with Tom and Joey, possibly some other guys, including maybe Jeremy Bumpus and Shane. We're going to see how it works out this week. I do want to ask you this, right? So there's always the chitter chatter leading up the last four, three, two, one weeks to SEMA, especially in this post pandemic world we're in. On, oh man, you know, companies are pulling out. What's the vibe? You know, Chevy, Ford, you know, all these different uh, rumors, right? Swirling. When you get there kind of Monday into Tuesday, the first official day that we're recording, what's the vibe like this year? Do you sense there's a lot of blank space? Like, what's the deal there? Boots on the ground. Okay. So, um, where um, we we walked the West Hall, and now where I'm I'm currently standing in the North Hall, up against the 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 wall towards the front of the hall that I've been sitting here talking to you now for about ten minutes, and um, honestly, um, there there's a lot of foot traffic. There's a lot of uh, uh, exhibitors. There's a lot of I. There are some spots here and there that are bare and they have chairs and hot dog stands and whatnot, but, you know, kind of like taking space. 
I'm not going to say it's the biggest show ever, and I'm not going to say it's the smallest show ever. Because sure. I, I saw this show at the window down back in, what, 08, 2010, yeah. right, where half of the halls were closed off and whatnot. And I mean, we've only walked these two halls, and we walked the West Hall outside, kind of where the Teslas drop you off at. Yep. We had the ice cream truck last year. Yes. And, yeah, that's kind of a little on the bare side. But then again, they opened up that new hall, the West Hall. So a lot of that stuff that was out there last year is inside. Oh, yeah. The front of the building, the front of the Central Hall, uh, it looks to see like uh, the Hoonigan crowd has all that. Yes. So, you know, where Ford would be doing their drifting and their ride-along stuff, you know, it's all, you know, all that stuff going on over there. So um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Central Hall will set up and the South Hall. Oh, yeah. Because in, in most of all the truck stuff, like I, I ran in the, to uh, Robbie Bryant, Robbie and, Ke- and uh, Keena Bryant for Keg Media, ran into them earlier this morning and sat there and talked to them for a good while, and they're over in the West Hall. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so uh, they've kind of moved a lot of stuff around. Like all the truck stuff that was in that South Hall is now in the new hall. So um, it's, again, it, it's kind of, it's it's kind of new for me also just to see how everything is set up, you know. And there's a lot of the overland, off-road stuff in there that's real popular right now. But with the amount of people that's walking through here, I mean, I can't tell if it's smaller or bigger. It looks like a normal SEMA to me, and this is only the first day. Yeah, and speaking of Keg Media, I want to give you a huge shout out. They're in partnership with Custom Car Show Productions. Their next event, March 24th through the 26th of 2023, in Orange Beach, Alabama, that is Orange Beach Invasion. Join us out there. It's one of the best shows in the country. Dude, that's cool that Robbie and Akina, you know, you got a chance to link up with them. The other underrated thing that I think we've continued to see the past 10, 15 years is a, is a um, the hot rod theme continuing to explode there. Now, granted, it's always been a presence, but you look at these C10s, right? And one of the shops, as you know, that really would come out to like Showfest and all these shows nationwide was Hills Hot Rods. I know, speaking of Travis earlier, he had a great relationship with them, a couple builds under their belt together. But on social media, there was a lot of buzz about like the crew cab. I know Ronnie from Truck Talk Media was a part of a couple of these unveilings. But more specifically, when you look at the C10s that are there, and you see like the continued the bar that continues to get raised. Do you ever just scratch your head and just go, "Holy shit, dude! I'm glad I'm not building the truck in 2022, man." <laughs> or maybe you are. <laughs> well, yeah, we are. But you know, uh, again, that's uh, somebody else's dream truck that we're building. We're mm-hmm. just the, the ones kind of creating their dream. But no, I you know, and I hear what you're saying, but you know, it's again, it, it's it's this industry industry taking a trend taking a vehicle and you know it making parts you know reproducing parts for for vehicles that haven't been made in 50 plus years and you know that's a cool thing about it you know it 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 gives us the chance to you know to to build this vehicle in in a way that we could never dream of you know in years past you know and and um it's just it's one of those things that I like coming here just to see how other people's take on a certain vehicle. What's their envision? You know, what, what do they see this? You know, how they, you know, what do they come up with? Oh, yeah. You know, so 
you know, and, and, and that's, you know, not only the trucks, but also the cars and, you know, everything else, you know, some of the stuff, some of the off-road stuff, I'm not in the off-road whatsoever, but there's stuff that'll catch my eye and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I get that, you know, that's a pretty good idea or whatnot. But, you know, that that's what this, that's what this whole thing's about, you know? Yeah, that's when you go back to Chris, the boss at C&S Metalworks, right? You guys are an awesome team building all these badass rides. You need to go, Chris, I need to borrow the corporate car, dog. I mean, I'll give it back. I'll make sure I submit the receipts. You know what I mean? We'll just order some shit. You know what I mean? And Chris is like... R&D. Yeah, exactly. Research and development. Yeah, but <laughs> huge shout-out to C&S Metalworks. You know, I love what you guys do. And if you guys need parts, including Universal Air, AccuAir, hit up C&S Metalworks. But here's the other crazy thing. Last year, Roadster Shop made the splash, literally, with the chassis for the 80 to 98, right? And it was this amazing theme. There was this big buildup for good guys. I know Ronnie covered it a lot. And, you know, Roadster Shop has continued to come out and just blow people's minds. The truck was given away this year at Good Guys. And I did see that it's sitting outside the white OBS truck, um, outside of, you know, one of the areas there. Uh, that's another, I think, thing that, you know, if you think about mini truckers, you know, building these chassis, bigger wheels, low, 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 you continue to see what the mini truckers, you know, for years were pushing. And again, not saying the other genres weren't, but to see that Roadster shop chassis come together on that truck, dude, with the inside of that bed, the way they did it, I, I look at Roadster shop and I know they have a, a podcast, I think whiskey and oil, dude, what these guys are doing is just unbelievable, man. Right now, that chassis was beautiful, and it was kind of a shame to put a truck over it, a body <laughs> and a bed over it, you know, because, I mean, it was a work of art, you know? Yep. But uh, it, it, it's nice to see that that truck is finished and it's here, and I, I haven't gone to that side yet, and I, I can't wait to see it and take pictures of it and post it on my page. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, before before we end, I did want to just ask you about Dino's here in a minute because I know you guys are getting excited, but is there anything else so far, and I know it's early in the week, is there anything else so far that has like caught your eye or anything, or are you just still soaking in everything there in Las Vegas, boots on the ground? Um, you know, I, 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 I've been coming here for years, and it's just, I just, I'm just trying to soak everything in. To be honest with you. Yeah. You know, there's there's a couple of things I want to go see as far as like uh, exhibitors and stuff and friends I want I want to go say hello to and whatnot, but really I'm just like a wide-eyed kid, you know, walking through a toy store. Dude, you know, that's, like, that's really the only way I could describe it, you know? Like Mike driving overnight to Lone Star Throwdown with toothpicks in his eyes, looking like Bugs Bunny, dude. I'm going, bro, just pull the F over, man. But in yeah. all seriousness, a Dino's Get Down. I know, like, wow, that's right after SEMA. You guys have been pushing hard. I know, you know, there's some things in the works and whatnot, I know you haven't even gotten to SEMA week, a lot of partying to go, a lot of hanging out. But when you think about Dino's, I want to give a tip of the cap to those guys. You guys got to be excited about that's kind of the next thing for you. Yeah, we're 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 definitely excited. We actually got um, we got a guy at the shop right now that's uh, uh, working away on that truck. So um, we got we left them a list, left them a bunch of parts, and he's been slowly chipping at it. So um, yeah, when we when we get back. I mean, we're going to hit it full, full bore, you know, and it's probably going to be a long, sleepless week. Yeah, so. if you check out, man, D-I-N-O-S, Dino's G-I-T, Dino's Get Down, I'm sure you guys are already listening to Truck Talk Media, but if you're not, uh, that event is going to be, um, it's a free event, my understanding, and it's the 12th an anniversary on, this is 1-1 today, 
But we're talking about, no, this is 11-1 today. We're talking 11-11, so in about 10 days, they're going to have that Friday and Saturday show. Uh, pretty cool stuff. And again, like you said, you guys are still plugging away, right, Ruben, on the truck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still working away. So. Listen, last thing, I, I, I hate to bring this up. Hank was texting me earlier, and I just want to let you know, there is a rumor that he's flying in, and he said he needs to borrow the keys to a vehicle because he's going to some ranch. It's something about um, rabbits or something. He's trying to drive like 100 miles or 50 miles out, and he said he's got to get out there, so he might be looking for Chris's keys or some sort of – because, you know, I mean, dude, this guy is an animal, dude. No, I'm looking Chris. <laughs> So I don't. I mean, he said it was an animal farm, a bunny ranch, or something. I uh, who knows? Who I mean, knows? He probably got the address from Mike or something. Yeah, I mean, Mike, the dude, the smut bandit. He needs to be apprehended if somebody can catch him. You know what I mean? But Ruben, uh, listen, I appreciate you taking the time. You know, from Mini Truck Hall of Fame last night. Again, you haven't missed one. Huge shout out to Bob Hayes and all of my colleagues that are on that board. There's a lot of good people out there, and I want to make sure they're all recognized. To you and Chris and all the crew and your girl and stuff, you guys just have fun this week, man. And thank you for taking the time. Uh, shoot us any photos that you end up coming up with, especially that Lincoln dog. Will do, brother. I haven't seen it yet, but once I uh, once I get there, you got pictures coming. You got it. We'll tell Chris we said what up. CNS Metalworks, hit him up if you need AccuWare, Universal Error, other parts. Instagram or Facebook. Take care, Ruben. All right, we out. Awesome, dude. It was so awesome linking up with Riggedy Ruben, and uh, we got a chance. Uh, to, to just really link up and talk a little bit about Mini Truck Hall of Fame and everything that's going down out there. So big ups. Have fun this week, Ruben, and uh, definitely enjoy it. Now, next, we would normally have the trivia with Mike, but I'm going to do the trivia, and this is going to be one to see if you guys can guess it, okay? So this is always fun to me. Um, you know, I think about uh, some of the shows I listen to, and I love hearing the reoccurring kind of things, right, that are going down. And this one... It's 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 gonna be kind of hip hop related. So this question, which before we get started, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. And we want to thank Accuware, Accuware.com for sponsoring the trivia every week. ACCU air Accuware.com. They have arguably the best air management in the history of air management. You can go to AccuAir.com, and if you go to AccuAir Life, you can actually go to get featured and submit photos of your vehicle with AccuAir. This is your opportunity to potentially get featured. You can even give credit to the photographer. It's a pretty cool little setup. They also have shirts, air fresheners, wheel stands, all kinds of other stuff for sale, AccuAir. Dot com easy as one two three with their touchpads. So if you're not a hip hop fan, I don't know what to tell you. But this week I got a question for you. What was the first and last Tupac albums that were released while he was still alive? So what was the first Tupac album? Right, obviously he was alive because you know it was released when he was recording. What was the name of the first Tupac album? What was the, the name of the last Tupac album before his untimely death in September of 96 out in Las Vegas? So I'm going to give you guys a minute to ponder that. What was the first Tupac album name? What was the album name of the last Tupac album before his untimely death in September 96? 
Now, here's something. Here's a fun fact for you. During his his uh, lifetime, he released, if I remember correctly, it was it was four albums while he was alive. Right, so he he had just turned 25 years old. I think it was in June, and he was gunned down, shot for a second, kind of a. I don't know. It was at least the second, I think the third altercation that he had with guns because we just had the anniversary in 93 when he shot out two off, um, off duty police officers who were drunk and had stolen guns and they were harassing a guy and Tupac took a gun and there was an altercation. I don't want to go into all those details, but that anniversary just happened. And then, uh, you know, then he had the quad studio shooting where he was shot and that was, uh, in November, of uh, what ninety four, and then he of course had the Vegas shooting, so he was no stranger to uh, gunplay, so to speak. But he had four albums that I can remember that came out during his time when he was here, and then again he turned twenty five years old, very young age. Uh, crazy that he accomplished so much. But the posthumous albums, posthumous albums, posthumous albums, uh, he had. Something like 21 or 22 other albums. Now, when I say albums, you basically have uh, posthumous albums, so to speak, about seven of those, a couple live albums, uh, several greatest hits, including The Lost Tapes, The Rose That Grew From Concrete, The Prophet, The Best of the Works, The Rose Volume 2, The Prophet Returns, a bunch of like compilations, and then you had the new Mix M-I-X-X Classics Volume 1 and 2. The, those came out under uh, Death Row as well. But then you had the Resurrection soundtrack and Thug Angel. But here's the bottom line that just has always blown my mind about Tupac. I mean, literally 24 had just turned 25. So he wasn't even really, you know, but three months into his, you know, his 25th year, right, living. And he recorded, I think it was something like over 700 songs, all the movies he did. Just, just an amazing... Legacy, and what I always tell people is it kind of shows you how much one person can do. You know, not all of us can do that much. Obviously, movies and, and recording and, and different uh, record labels and all that stuff, but it just blows my mind. And I wanted to point that out. So, again, uh, hopefully, you guys enjoying that trivia. I'll cover. I need to do a better job of covering the answers the next week, uh, so that you guys uh, can double check those. Or maybe Dizzy from the Spark Show. We'll get a discussion going in the Airhead Nation Facebook group. We'll have to see. Thank you again to AccuAir for sponsoring the trivia every week. So for the scene updates this week, I'm going to start this off a little bit different. Uh, Jamie Smith, no stranger to the podcast, we're going to talk to him. I recently mentioned East Coast Cruise, the compound down in Australia. Well, listen, even though many of you may not be able to make it, I still want to show them some love. They definitely have showed us a lot of respect with OLP. So I want to try to talk to Jamie a little bit about the show and because they're on holiday, technically today on Tuesday, we get an opportunity to give him a call. So let's do that now and see what they got going on. So as I just mentioned, we got Jamie Smith. I'm going to try to call him and see if they pick up. I think when their phones ring in Australia down under, they sound a little different. But Jamie, (laughs) you picked up on the first (laughs) ring. How you doing? Good man. Yourself? Dude, everything's good, man. I appreciate you coming back on. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you're you're gallivanting around the country, or the world, rather. Uh, man, I love it. I get everywhere. I go everywhere. I go to as much stuff as I can. Yeah, well, we're always excited to have one of our kinfolk from down under, Jamie Smith. It's J-M-E-D-A, number one. Hit him up on Instagram. 
dude, listen, I got to give you guys, you know, all the crew down there so much love and respect. I mean, you know, you partnered up with us a little bit just to kind of spread the worldwide awareness on ECC. Can you talk yes, to us? Yeah, talk to us a little yes. bit about what ECC is and, and what's going down here uh, this month. Well, East Coast Cruise is probably Australia's longest running mini truck show, hypothetically. Um, I've been involved in East Coast Cruise since day one. I was one of the first. How do I explain it? It started off as a little get together with a group of mini truckers between um, Victoria State and New South Wales states, and we sort of met in one place, and there would have been 12 of us. And man, it just evolved. It went from that to going to one destination with 30 truckers and then up to more. And now that we're in our 20th year or 20, 21 years, oh, I can't remember, man. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it evolved from dudes hanging out to becoming a show with myself and Aaron Gregory from Memphis Hell presenting the trophy presentation on the Saturday night to being what it is now at the compound in Jindabyne, which is a, it's turning into like a five-day show, man. Guys are turning up on Thursday and leaving on Monday. So the, to, to tell you what the compound's about, in Jindabyne, there's a place called The Station, which is from where I live, it's a 10-hour drive. By the time we get there, we get in, we shut the gates. No one else can enter or no one else can leave. I'm, I'm dibbing we've had in excess of 600 people there. Wow. Uh, I wow. think at one count, I think we had 130 uh, or uh, trucks that had arrived, but that that doesn't just include mini trucks. That's cars, everything. So it's wow. it's it's yeah, evolution as of anything. You, I don't expect it to get as big as SEMA, but that would be amazing one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, ECC, also known as East Coast Cruise, as Jamie said, it's a not-for-profit car um, event, but it's also you and your negative camber brothers. A lot of you guys band together to have this event, right? Yeah, we, well, Jamie, Jamie Starling's the brains of the operation, and right now, Russ is his sidekick, and we call him Sus Russ at the moment. I don't know how he got his name, but he, he, he'd get his name. He's he's doing all the um, advertising and all the stuff that goes along with ECC, and he's the one that computer generates everything for the, the, the presentation night, so he gives us stuff to read off and stuff, but it's, it is not... As you know, Negative Clamp is the unclub club, and we've made the show the unshow show. But you come, you have fun. A lot of other guys do a lot of stuff for us. On the Friday night, we have Drag Alley when a couple of guys set up their um, DJ booths and guys drag up and down the side street and play music loud to whatever time in the morning, and just everyone just rocks out. And then the Saturday is the actual show, and it starts at sort of 9.30, and we do limbo, and we've got club games, and that goes on. For most of the day, and we sort of sort of die off between two and three o'clock, and then everyone goes and relaxes for a bit, and then from about six p.m. we have like this massive hall on the premises at the station, and it's all catered for food, and everyone gets a seat, and two guys get up on stage and present the trophies. I think this year there's might be fifteen trophies that are going out, but it's 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 just fun, man. It's not there's no pressure, there's no hypothetically regulations and rules just just don't be a fuckwit <laughs> the main reason but yeah. yeah it's been going for 20 years and everyone's loving it they they everyone t the hype of ECC in Australia and the people that get behind it is unbelievable yeah and I heard there's no alcohol all weekend right 
Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> For me, it would be because I don't drink, but everyone else does. Right. Want to. Yeah. You could go on Facebook and type in East Coast Cruise, and you'll see that kind of like an E with the little, you know, outlined in the circle. It's technically, I guess, Friday the 11th through the, the uh, sun, Sunday. Th- yeah, so it's kind of that that weekend. So we're talking, guys, everybody listening. It's it's going to be the weekend uh, after this episode drops. Now, he, you know, some of you are going, well, dude, I'm I'm in America. I mean, I, how am I going to get a, get down there? Well, here here's what I want you guys to know. Now, I know they're not. The, you guys don't have a big presence on Instagram, not with East Coast Cruise. That's the official handle, but. If you look at some of the hashtags that we've used, um, if you follow that hashtag, it'll curate those posts into your feed. So I always use ECC The Compound. Uh, That altogether, ECC The, spelled out, compound altogether, follow that hashtag. And when you do, you're going to see they have over a 1,000 posts. So you guys are really good about using that hashtag. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure on the... Russ is, as I said, Russ is the the marketing guy. He's the one that pushes it. He's the one that made all that stuff happen. So so he does a ripper job. Yep. Now, here's the other cool thing, though. When I look at that hashtag, I see Forbidden Fantasy, Negative Camber, Sever Ties. This is not just one club exclusive. This is open to all of the truck gangs, as we call it, all the clubs. Just mini truckers in general, Australia-wide. We get people driving. If you know Australia as a continent, Perth is on the far west side and Jindabyne's on the far east side we have groups of guys driving that destination to come to east coast cruise i'm seeing online at the moment that uh, momo one of the guys in western australia has built an airbag limousine <laughs> that they're driving over which is like a three-day event to get there dude well we talked about when you were on before how big of a freaking country it is right i mean an island basically um you know a continent rather but um, here's the thing. I can't say it. Is it gender? You said it a minute ago. Genderbine? Genderbine. Genderbine. Okay, I want to make sure yeah, I get that, it. That's, <laughs> that's your American accent playing in on. <laughs> hey, I, I could fake it. I could try. Now, the, the, the other cool thing, though, is it's technically in uh, NSW, which is New South Wales, W-A-L-E-S. Yes. And we've even seen our good family, um, Michael Ellard, right? Uh, he's had in the past. He had Ruby on display, and we know uh, our, our our kinfolk severed ties. Oz crew, which is Toasty yep. and them. Those guys always come out and support. What a good feeling it has to be for you guys to be down there living this mini truck culture, but have people come from everywhere. Oh, everywhere, man! Guys, as I said, guys drive for hours. The guys from New South Wales in the heart of Sydney, they I think they drive eight hours. All us guys in Melbourne do between ten and twelve. We've got some camber guys that are coming from the border of Victoria. I think their trip's going to be, I'm just trying to think, it'd probably be close to 18 hours of driving for him. So it's, it's people come far and wide. And as you say, the people in America, we've had heaps of people from America come to East Coast Cruise. I know, and, from, and I've said I want to come. I know Brian, Brian uh, Good has come down as well. Yep, Good, RBJ, Ricky Bobby James, Big D from Negative Camber. Uh, who else has been there? Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of guys over the years. Camber, Camber John's done a mission as well. There's hey, there's yeah, there's a lot of lots of people that have been man, lots of people crash. Yeah, it's it's definitely the show to go to in Australia. There is a lot of other ones, but I think everybody in Australia really looks forward to East Coast Cruise. Yeah, I love hearing it, dude. I really do. And um, 
the the thing is again I know some of you are going well listen I can't you know I can't get away for a couple weeks this is something that they could plan for next year and I know yes. like it, it is on my bucket list now I can't say it's going to be next year maybe it'll be the year after it is on my bucket list to go to a show you know in Australia maybe eventually past that New Zealand maybe even up to Japan dare I say but some uh-huh. people I think it's I think some people think it's unattainable I know I used to think that but if you plan it right, you can get tickets. Obviously, the big thing is getting the time off. But if someone were yes. to come down there, where would they need to fly into, you think, logistically would be the best place? Logistically, I would say Sydney and drive down. As I said, it's between a six- and eight-hour drive from Sydney down. It's yeah, Driving from Melbourne around the coast to Jindabyne is a mission, and there is some, <laughs> there is some bad roads, and I've... I've <laughs> been one of those persons that's actually driven across Mount Kosciuszko and broken lots of things on my trucks, which I won't be driving that way ever again. But, <laughs> yeah, I'd say Sydney come down. There is a town close by called Pambula, which is sort of a two-hour drive from Jindabyne. So you could fly into Sydney, then fly from Sydney to Pambula and hire a car and go across. It's, say, it's, it, it is hard to get to, but once you're there and you're inside the compound you probably wouldn't want to leave because we have that much fun. Oh, yeah. We also want to give a huge shout-out what you said earlier, Jamie Starling. We've had him on. It's Make This Design Altogether. He's posted Mark Larkin stuff. Uh, just so, yep. so many good people down there. And, again, we, we've got a good, solid listener base. And if anybody down there from Australia catches this, please subscribe. You know, we got much love. We've had um, – We've had several folks from down there uh, on, including Jasmine and Jazzy Green. I tell you what, dude, you'd be you'd be hard pressed anywhere in the world, as we said before when you were on, to meet someone more dedicated to the mini truck scene. And she's a female, and she's killing yes. it. Yes, but no, Jazz is killer. She does great work, and she just finished the interior in her fiance's car as well. So everyone's going to get to see that at East Coast Cruise too, which would be awesome. Yeah, and I saw that, and I'm like, damn, man, is she for hire? <laughs> like, we can't get yeah, anyone she... to do anything around here for, for that quick. And she's out there doing it on her own time, and, uh, man, just a, just an awesome female. Yeah, I'm starting to think that she doesn't sleep, but that's all good. <laughs> Dude, I know. Is she like a, you know, what do you guys have down there? Koalas and kangaroos? Yeah. Any well, sort of leather you want can go into these interiors. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Well, it's it's ironic because living in Florida, everybody always thinks alligators. So the people that don't live here, they're always like, I want to see alligators and stuff. I, I So I kind of feel how they feel now because I'm thinking if I ever go to Australia, I want to see some crocodiles, eh? <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you'd have to, you'd probably have to go to a zoo or something, but there's definitely stuff around. Right, right. No Mick Dundee, you know, all that funny bunny stuff, you know. No, no. The fake, the fake no. knives and all that. But ECC, which is East Coast Cruise, the compound, can you just – I know you said this earlier, but just reinforce. You know, you think East Coast Cruise is it, but reinforce one more time to us why the compound is tied into that naming. The, the compound coincides with where the East Coast Cruise is situated. So in Jindabyne, we hire out a place called The Station, which is during the winter months is a snow resort. And I wouldn't really call it a resort as such as you'd think resort, but it's it's sleeping quarters on a property that allow you to get to snow areas quite easily. And sleeping quarters, it's just a room and a bed. It's not a resort. But that's but that's all right. But where the station is, we call it the compound because once we're inside it and 
all the trucks have arrived and all the people that are participating in the show arrive. The gate gets shut and that's it. The show's on from Thursday till Monday. Hypothetically, you don't leave. You don't need to. There's there's places to eat, places to drink. It's it's whoever found it. And I think Jamie Starling actually found the place. As it's worked out great for us. It's really worked out great for us. So here's a touristy question: If somebody were to come down, let's say your friends come from America, and they go, "Yo, man, like what should like what cuisine, what food should we eat while we're in Australia?" Right. Is there something like, you know, you come here in America's, you know, burgers and fries. And I know you guys got all that too. But is there something you tell all the homies, yo, you got to try this while you're here? Well, I've had this conversation heaps of times. And fish and chips. Mm. Like, it's, I know it's a, it's a UK thing, but fish and chips by the coast. So you get your scallops, your prawns, all that sort of stuff. It's amazing in Australia. But then... To be iconic, a food to try in Australia that you want to eat, I reckon it's the meat pie. Ooh, damn! Uh, my, you know, we know Hank from Hammer Weekend where he he sells those. I think you know he sells oh, really? meat pies. You know, everywhere he goes, I don't, you know, for for the brand to get is four and twenty. That's the Australian iconic meat pie. Ah, ah, hell yeah! Now. Uh, speaking of Hank, Hank is at SEMA this year. We heard he's going to fly, and he wants to go to one of those bunny ranches where they, you know they have like women, very nice women and stuff. If he were to ever come down, or if he could somehow make it to, down there, do they have those kind of establishments like they have kind of like in Amsterdam? I know that's a totally different place, but like could he uh, could he come find some fun establishments? Yes. <laughs> okay okay that's all we needed you know that's all we needed was a thumbs up for hank <laughs> yeah but, but but probably not in jindabyne right right exactly he's willing to drive he said 20 to 30 hours you know to go across oh, you know, well, wherever. No. He, yeah he'd have no issues then no he's, issues at all he said and i told him he thinks like when he broke out of alcatraz a long time ago and swam he thinks he could swim the new zealand and i had to tell him yo it's not that close man uh, <laughs> It's not. It's, it's not breaking out of the rock. No, uh, it's not. But listen, man. Um, again, we want to give everyone a tip of the cap. I mean, we've got a, a great amount of mini truckers down there, and I want people to know. You know, for years, you guys had bagged magazine. Um, you know, with social media now, we follow so many of you guys. You guys follow us, and we can't thank you enough because, again, you you guys are living that culture, that our lifestyle culture down there. And dude, yeah, awesome. I, I, I'm excited for you guys, and please. If, if the mini truckers down there are listening to this, make sure you hashtag your photos, ECC the compound, so we can see yeah. all of that, you know, in case we're not following you. Now, I'm sure everyone will do it. And don't forget to follow hashtag Clunker because he'll be at the show too. Yeah, brother. And I wish you guys a safe trip. Uh, again, thank you so and much for, for putting our right. artwork I'm, on on you guys' oh, artwork, man. It means a lot, dude. Yeah, no problem. And this year is going to be a little bit different. I'm not sure if it's sort of been broadcasted, but Aaron and I... Uh, stepping down from doing the trophy presentation this year. We're going to give it to a couple of new guys, so hopefully everything goes the same as normal, but we're going to get Mark Larkin and um, Brett Williams, we call Ginger, to get up on stage, and they're going to do the presentation this year. So let's see how it all goes this year. And one of the hashtags, which I probably should have started, is who wants a fucking T-shirt? That's probably the first word that gets said at the show when T-shirts get thrown out to the crowd. So let's see how these guys go with it. Well, one of my favorite rappers, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace, he said, you know, pass the power to your people. They're nothing greater. And if you think about it, that's so awesome when you can kind of step back and go, yo, let's let, let some other guys get the limelight. 
that's the yeah, way we do. You know what I'm saying? Mini trucking, and let's keep this thing of ours going. Well, COVID wasn't good to us, so we didn't. We haven't done it for two to three years. So this year's our first year back in action. So let's have a crack. A hundred percent, brother. Uh, make sure you go out, Jamie Smith. Uh, it's J M E D A number one. Keep them Jordans uh, on lock, and if you get any extra, send them my way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm actually shattered. I missed out on a pair on Saturday night. I'm trying to find them. So yeah, we'll I see took. How we go. I took the L. <laughs> all, all right, brother. Listen, be safe, and thank you so much, man. Much love and respect to all of our kinfolk down under. We at you, brother. That's we it. appreciate you. And see, and we hope to see everyone at East Coast Cruise at some time. Cannot wait, dude. Let's plan it for 2023 or 2024. We'll get Hank down there and we'll go raise hell and hopefully we'll make Sweet. it back to the States. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so how awesome was that? I mean, this is the thing I love about doing podcasting and really just the scene of ours, as we always say. I mean, there's kinfolk worldwide and, dude, I'm just happy to be a part of the scene. Thanks so much, Jamie. Got a chance to kind of kid around there a little bit and have a good time. So good stuff there. Now, before we try to call Tom and Jerry, which we're going to do after this segment, uh, just wanted to cover a couple of scene updates. And this one was cool. Craig Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W, not really tied directly to the mini truck scene, but if you follow us on YouTube, uh, there is a place called Bicycle Heaven. I went in Pittsburgh area. Thanks to Matt Weathers, Pig Rig on Instagram, he had told me about this place. And Craig Morrow is the owner. I got a chance to talk to him. He did say that he'll come on as a guest. I just got to nail that down. But on October 29th, he says, a great day for Bicycle Heaven Museum. Again, this is in Pittsburgh area. The museum is a collection of mine that took 35 years, seven days a week to get to where I am today. The world's largest bicycle museum and bike shop as seen in the New York Times and the Associated Press and the UK Telegraph with over 6,000 bikes and millions of vintage classic parts. And we sell bikes, um, parts, all of that stuff. And listen, if you are ever in Pittsburgh, you got to go to this place. It's donations only. Okay. So when you go in, it's not like you're paying 20 bucks. You know, put $2, $5, 10 20 whatever you can afford, maybe more. Uh, if you want to check the place out, look up Bicycle Heaven, our lifestyle podcast, and you can watch. I did two videos. So I did, I think, the first one with a gimbal, and it was like 1080p. And I was like, damn, dude, Like, I got this 4K camera. Let's do a 4K. And I was like, eh. So I did two versions of it. One's a little bit wider angle. Uh, one's 4K, one's 1080. But listen, if you were into bikes, Matt Weathers told me, dude, you have to go to this place. I mean, it is insane. And for now, for them to be technically the world's largest bike museum, just no words, man. It's just truly insane. So uh, I'm super stoked. For him and for his business. Wes Frisbee, uh, he had posted a badass negative camber tattoo that his uh, buddy did. And uh, I was just blown away by the artwork. Just insane. This was something that happened back on October 25th or 24th. Devin, D-E-V-E-N, Ramsey said, For anyone that didn't know, yesterday my best friend Jim Stewart's shop caught fire and all the trucks and contents in the shop are a complete loss. And I tell you what. If you're a custom car guy, number one, you go, hey, was everyone okay? And apparently everyone was. That's first and foremost. I always say that. Number two, from a car guy, you go, damn, some people lost a lot of stuff. Uh, of course, things can be replaced, material things. That's the most important. 
but you can imagine someone maybe building their dreams or someone that's put a lot of time and effort into their tools and uh, their surroundings, right, their shop. It is definitely a heartbreaking loss, and uh, we'll have to see if they try to band together and do anything. But I just wanted to say, you know, uh, for everyone that was involved or maybe had some stuff there, you know, we're sorry to hear that. But first and foremost, like I said, always uh, is what uh, important on my mind is that everybody was okay. So those were a couple of the scene updates other than SEMA. What I'd like to do is uh, go ahead and try to call Tom and Joey and get a chance to talk to them a little bit about the Mini Truck Hall of Fame they were at, which was uh, the 14th Annual, presented by Freaks of Nature and Shannon and his crew. Great people. So uh, let's go ahead and call them now. So continuing our coverage of SEMA 2022, again, we're not boots on the ground this year, unfortunately, but we got Joey Whitby, no stranger to OLP. Joey, you're out in Vegas soaking up. That awesome weather right now, man. How you doing? I'm a- I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually, you know, soaking up the Freon poisoning right now, <laughs> dude. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Just just, just take it all in because it will get hot out there. You know what I mean? And it will get chilly oh, at night. Oh, for sure. It, it's it's real nice weather outside too, though. So don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, that's it's a good time. I did yeah. see. I hadn't got a chance to link up with you in a couple weeks, but I saw you in uh, Joe or. Tom and Joey's show continues at the Hall of Fame last night. Limelight's there, relaxed taco. What was the vibe, dude? You know, I mean, it was actually really great last night. Like, seeing a lot of good people, you know. I, I saw Lauren, she was there. Yes. Um, but all in all, man, I mean, it, it was pretty amazing. I, I even ran into, I got to meet Maggie Hollowell for the oh. first time last Great, dude. She's an amazing woman, man. Absolutely amazing. Well, let me so. ask you this. There was a good mix of new school trucks, you know, kind of some newer builds, you know, nothing like, you know, going back 20 years, and then you guys are there as well with with kind of the, the, the really iconic trucks. It's got to be a good feeling just to see the mini truckers get together. Bob Hayes does a lot of work for that Hall of Fame, and for you guys to be standing there and kind of looking – and seeing these people get recognized, like Lauren for scraping the coast, you know, obviously a team effort there. Uh, rest in peace, Greg. But uh, I know last year you had a smile ear to ear when Georgia was there, and she sat in relaxed taco. Right? Were you able to top? <laughs> were you able to top that this year, or are you still kind of yearning for that uh, that 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 excitement? <laughs> um, I, I don't even want to tell you what happened. No last okay, it was it wasn't good. So, <laughs> oh, is everything okay though? The truck's fine. It just it caught me off guard, and it did wasn't very pleasant when I saw it. So okay, okay. Well, hopefully everything's fine and legal. Yeah, somebody somebody modeled in the truck without asking for permission to get inside the bed of the truck. So ah, uh, yeah, some ratchet stuff. You know, I know if that was Georgia, we could have got we could have got a seal of approval, right? Potentially, you know what I mean? Oh. Absolutely. You know, when she sat in my truck, she was like super careful. And then this year I walk up, I see these giant shoes in the bed of my truck going, oh, what the? F-? Yeah. yeah. Well, when Hank comes into town, he has been known to get into like full blown show vehicles at SEMA and start driving them. And they're like, dude, what are the, you can't, I mean, dude, that's Chip Foose's car. You know what I mean? It'd be nice to see Hank back on the, the West Coast again. So There is a rumor that he's flying in and he needs the keys to a car because he's going to some bunny ranch or something. He said it was a, he said it was an animal farm or something. 
but he said there's, there's <laughs> like there, he, I, he he said something about Tiffany and and Sabra and all kinds of like different women's names. I was like, ah, oh, those don't sound like animals. So I don't know. Uh, I bet they'd be animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Rest in peace to the guy that owned the Bunny Ranch. I forget his name, but Hank and him apparently go way back. You know, Hank apparently gave oh. him the idea, but I don't want to get involved in that, you know? Yeah, but, for sure. But so how cool, listen, tip of the cap is if Tom's there, you know, Tom, what's up, dude? And it's cool that Tom is in, you know, like when Biggie said, in the limelight because I rhyme tight, tied in to get paid, blow up like the, and we can't say that part. But Tom's got limelight. That was on the cover of Tailgate. So it's cool that you guys are able to go out and, again, showcase these awesome trucks, man. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun, you know. And Tom, he's standing right next to me. He's actually having a good time talking about that truck and, you know, letting people know about the history on it and whatnot, too. So, Yep. Now, I, now logistically, though, because I kind of want people to know, they don't, you know, this is kind of behind the scenes a little bit. When you guys come in, roll into town with those trucks, do you have to find a place to park the rig? You drive them in town, and then now if you're going to stay for SEMA, you have to put them up. Is that how that all works? Well, Tom, we, we brought them in on open trailers this time. I'm, I'm actually heading back to Phoenix tonight okay. and coming back on Friday. But, you know, Tom Tom can tell you what he's going to do with his. I mean, <laughs> they get to sit on a trailer. Yep, yep. And and you got to be careful because I, I have heard in the past, you know, not not trailers with stuff on them, but trailers and, and things like that. There's crazy stuff that happens with stuff out there. But, I mean, logistically, you're able to cruise around a little bit in Vegas, right? When you put the truck up, was that kind of a good feeling? Um, I want, Well, when we got here, um, people started parking over by hogs and heifers. So we didn't get to cruise the trucks much. But I, I wanted to, I did want to cruise around, but. It, yep. Time just wasn't on our side last night. So, oh yeah. So listen, the other thing, you know, last night again was a great feeling. Um, it had to be in a good vibe, right? I saw a lot of different people up there. Jody Hall wasn't able to make it. I know uh, John from Dropping Where was there, and Eddie introduced Ernie. But the the vibe on the ground seemed like it was. You know, I could hear some of it. And Shannon was there. A huge shout out to Freaks of Nature for doing the 14th annual SEMA kickoff. But you probably had your arms crossed just smiling ear to ear going, dude, this is a great place to be on a Monday night. You know, it really was. And, you know, to get invited out again, it was, I, I felt honored for that, you know. And Tom, Tom made it happen for me. Um, so. That's great. Now, I did want to also mention, you know, since we last talked, I believe it was, your feature did run in street trucks. So I want to give tip of the cap. There's not a lot of trucks that can stand the test of time and, you know, be featured 20 years later. And again, rest in peace, Eric Coleman, like we always say, but it also takes a big effort to one, maintain a truck like that, get it back on the road, which again, you talked a little bit about that, but also to, to take it to shows like you and Tom have been doing with your individual trucks. That's a huge effort. And again, I want people to know like guys like you, we appreciate yeah, and you know, actually last night um, I got to meet K Daddy for the first oh, time too. Yes, and he yep. saw the truck, and he just—he was just amazed how nice the truck still looks. And you know, actually, you know, it wasn't the first time I met K Daddy. I met him like twenty years ago, but to see him again, and you know, 
him just standing next to the truck and telling me that, you know, how nice it still looks and whatnot. It, it felt good to hear that from him because I know he had a relationship with Eric Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's the ultimate respect when you when you look and, you know, you look at another person's art and you go, man, dude, insane. And I tell you what, Ryan Evans from Count Customs, he did an awesome job doing the the you know the the introduction speech for K Daddy, didn't he? And you think about all the yeah. the epic trucks he you know he's painted, having his hands in Lomigo and so many other trucks. I mean, dude, from one artist to another, I mean, dude, straight laid it down, kind of the red carpet, and said, "Yo, mad respect to K Daddy." And again, that to me is the ultimate freaking respect right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, you asked about the vibe on the ground. It was really good. Everybody was having a good time, drinking, laughing, having fun, hanging out with everybody. Getting crazy. Yeah. So listen, I know we can hint at this, right? There's We, we don't have a lot to share yet, but you know, there's, there, there's a rumor there's a show going down in April next year, one of our favorite shows, Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, also known as Mini Nats. And I know, I'm hoping we're going to link up soon. I, I've got some things in the works as well, trying to kind of get on Jason Bell's uh, schedule and talk a little bit about it. But the word is, all I can say is this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sworn by NDA not to share anything, but I have heard there could be some West Coast guys maybe coming to Maggie Valley next year to help invade for Southeast Mini Nats. That's what I'm hoping. I'm trying to put it all together and want to get a cruise across the country from West Coast to East Coast to uh... – Get more uh, West Coast mini trucks out there. Yeah, and keep me honest. Remember IF Customs? They did it back in the day. Remember that one? Yeah, I was actually, I did do that cruise with them. I I sat in the backseat of a truck the whole way there, but I was on that cruise. So Yep, yep. So good I, stuff. You know, Mike, Alexander, Mike Alexander was there. Ernie Macias was all there. Yeah, they legends, you know. Yeah, exactly. Legends and some that are here still, some that aren't. And, yeah. Um, but I would encourage everyone, listen, we've said it before, although the registration stuff might have closed, uh, we highly suggest that you go come, come join us, the 29th Annual Southeast Mini Truck and Nats, April 21st to the 23rd in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. You can fly in right. or you can cruise in. You know, Again, there's some things in the works. Joey's going to share more soon. But, dude, I mean, Joey, you've said this before, you and Tom as well, and even the real-life Hank. Just being there, you don't. I mean, is it great to have a truck there? Sure, but listen, if you can't get in the show, you can sure the hell cruise up and down the strip and and dude and have just as good a time. Somebody's got an open seat, so you know you don't need to bring your own truck. It the the camaraderie and the fun and everything about that show just was amazing. Yep. So Could, is Tom still there? Can we get a quick word from Tom? Yeah, here he is. He's right next to me. Tom. Hey, what's going on, buddy? You're always keeping it on the rise, bro. I love, love, love seeing the tailgate cover limelight. Dude, what a cool truck, and that was a good find you had. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to have that one. It's, it's, it's a real fun truck. It's a, it's a truck I could hop in and drive, yep. which is nice. You know, a little than, uh, far from losing, but... Uh, I see what um, you, no, I, I see what you so. did there. Hop in and drive, kind of hop in one corner, yeah. wink, wink. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That thing was shooting in the air, that's for sure. Yeah, and keep me honest, uh, Far From Losing has been on, is it one or two shirts recently? Well, I think we're going on, we got two for sure right now, and I think eh, there might be one or two coming out. <laughs> I, I, I'm yep. current, currently wearing right now for Mini Nats. I heard you guys talk about Mini Nats and how much fun and what an epic show that is, and uh, 
and uh, it was a great show for for me and Joey and our trucks and and Far From Losing was a great time with Far From Losing being able to cruise on the strip. But what a yeah. great show! Yeah, we had Jeremy, a good time. Yeah, and Jeremy hanging out the window. Yeah, dude, he's bro. I mean, but, but yeah. I, honestly, he looks identical to Hank. I guarantee, if they went on Maury and they could find Hank's dad, I'm thinking they're related, dude. Let's be honest. There's something going on. There's something going on. Absolutely. So yeah, Maury but, can't yeah, trick yeah, us. Yeah. At the very end, he's gonna go. You are, you are the father, and it's like, yeah, we knew it. Yeah. You didn't have to trick us, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> But, but Tom, listen, you know, I appreciate you guys taking a minute. And, you know, I want you guys to know that we appreciate you guys taking these trucks across the country. Again, like I told Joey earlier, and you know this, we've really preached this. It takes a lot to maintain them, to get them there. The fuel, all that stuff is expensive. But, we, you know, we appreciate what you guys have been doing to keep these uh, iconic trucks alive. You know, it's a, do- it's a job in itself. But, you know, these things are part of history. It's part of many truck history what we grew up on and uh, why we're still in this scene, a lot of us. And uh, so we got to keep these trucks alive. And if you buy or build or however, you know, it's good to take these trucks out and show them, show them, show them to people that's never seen them, show them to the younger guys to get them involved. Yeah. I love it, dude. What a good, what a great message. I'll wind it down with Joey here and then, uh, then we'll wrap it up. But I appreciate you guys taking a minute to stop there and talk in our ear, brother. Absolutely. And Joey, dude, listen, I know you got to peel away and kind of get back and do your thing. But, dude, I tell you what, that life balance that you have, I call it that mini truck life balance, right? It's it, it's maintaining the bills and doing the normal job and being able to do the stuff you love. And I, like I said, I, I'm happy for you. You got the truck. You're seeing a lot of success. But you're also kind of living your dreams, man. And I think that's really what the mini truck scene's about. Do what you love. You know, not everybody's got the same truck or the same budget. But surely everybody can get out there and have a damn good time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, myself, I just came out for the night, you know, and I try to tell people all the time, you know, just get out there. You know, if you can't take your truck, don't take it. Go out there and meet the people that, you know, have kept the scene alive. And, you know, you just have more fun even without your truck. Yeah. I mean, you got to network with people. I'm telling you, everybody that comes over to the OLP booth, especially at Mini Nats, Lone Star Throwdown, Scraping the Coast, all these shows, dude, they become family. We hang out. We say, dude, pull your chairs up. You know what I'm saying? Let's chill. Let's do the damn thing. And it's not about, uh, you know, it's like Pac said one time, it's not about East or West. You know, it's 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 just about getting out there and having a damn good time. And we can all do our little part. But Listen, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your evening. I know you got to get back, and uh, we'll link up maybe very soon to talk about some other stuff, including um, you know, all the other great stuff that you and Tom, the Tom and Joey show that you guys always have going on, bro. Right? You know, I wouldn't have asked for anybody better to you know cruise across the country with, show my truck next to I mean, you take a look at... I mean, maybe Relax Georgia. But, maybe Georgia, but you know, we're not... Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to get... You know somebody else's permission. Right, right, right. Exactly. Hey, yeah. But you know, you see, you see, uh, relaxed taco and limelight sitting next to each other, and they just, they just match up really well. So, like Biggie said, in the limelight, because really I ride tight. Time to get paid. Blow up like the boom, boom, boom. We can't say that. You know exactly. But, <laughs> dude, in all seriousness, man, like I'm super excited about next April. You know, we're gonna have some, some, some stuff to share. And I think at the end of the day, you know, if you guys are new listeners, if you're longtime listeners, follow us, subscribe, check out our YouTube channel. But listen, just know 
the scene is huge, and and you know East to West is representing. You got new minis out there at SEMA. You got other guys that I mentioned earlier, and Joey and Tom or <laughs> Joe, uh, Tom and Joey, they're out there doing the damn thing and partnering up with Shannon and getting out there to the Hogs and Heifers last night. So again, thank you guys, man. Minis on the rise, brother. My brother, listen, be safe getting back to your home state, and we'll talk soon, Joey. Sounds good. All right, we're going to continue our coverage here of SEMA 2022. Hey, really appreciate you guys taking the time, and thanks so much, guys. Uh, very fun kind of catching up with Tom and Joey, and we're excited about Mini Nats for next year. Hope to see you guys out there in April. The Scene Updates is brought to you by our family at Garage Gear Clothing. You often hear us talk about a lot of different brands, but the one unique thing about Garage Gear Clothing is they offer free shipping in the U.S. of A. Hit up garagegearclothing.com, whether you're looking for kids' apparel, the women's with the um, with the ladies' stuff that they have, and then also they did launch a new shirt, sure to be one of their top sellers, garagegearclothing.com. The holidays are upon us, so if you're looking to save a little bit of money to put some extra fuel in your vehicle, Hit up garagegearclothing.com. Again, free shipping, and that is a rarity these days from a small business like Garage Gear Clothing. Uh, so next, uh, the Key Show update. So here's what I wanted to reinforce with the Key Show updates. We do have a couple of shows coming up. So a week from now, I know the fam has been doing a great job promoting this one, Lan at the Lake. That's L-A-Y-I-N, Lan at the Lake. That is the... 11th, 12th, 13th. They're on Instagram, laying at the lake, just how it sounds, and laying at the lake.com. I think their pre registration was wrapping up. I saw they did a great job continuing to promote it. The venue is awesome. Uh, spectating, I know Friday is going to be 12 to 5, Saturdays all day for the most part, Sunday as well. And uh, they do have, I think, um, the day of registration, which is kind of becoming a rarity these days. Uh, Pre-reg is 30, a day of show is 40, so very, very fair pricing. Salmon Lake Park in Grapeland, Texas. Love their website. Uh, they've done a great job continuing year over year to improve um, you know, all aspects of everything they're doing, so big ups to the kinfolk there. A week after that, so two weeks from day one of listening here, you're going to have Bayou Showdown. That is the 19th and 20th that weekend. That's in Slido, Louisiana. Big ups to Sean Randall and all of the folks that are tied to that one. The best place to get more information on Facebook, type in Bayou Showdown. It's the Harbor Center, 100 Harbor Center Boulevard in Slido, Louisiana. And if you're subscribed to our OLP official digital show calendar, which is available on our website, ourlifestylepodcast.com, on the left side, uh, all of these will pop up. There's a reminder that will pop up. There's also links to the Facebook event page and or Instagram. So there you have it, Bayou Showdown. Now the 19th, the reason why I'm not going to be out there is we're hosting our fifth annual Tampa Kennedy Cruise. If you're in or around the Tampa area, uh, that includes you at Icer. We want to see you there, brother. Come on up, gallivant on up or down to Tampa. We've got an event that starts at 10 a.m. We're going to meet at Dick's Sporting Goods off Kennedy Boulevard. If you want more information, go on Facebook. It's the Tampa Kennedy Cruise, the fifth annual. It's open to all makes and models. We have Lincolns there, VWs, mini trucks, hot rods, all kinds of cool stuff. We hang out about an hour to an hour and a half. Usually about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes in, we peel out of there. 
We cruised down Kennedy, kind of in the same area that JFK rode down when he was here in 63. We have plenty of photo opportunities. We cruised down Bayshore, the famed Bayshore. I know for many years it was the longest continuous sidewalk in the world. Not sure if it still holds that title, but it's just a beautiful time to cruise down Bayshore. We uh, will meet up at the Tampa Postcard, and then we'll also uh, get lunch, and we're working on kind of a VIP experience for that from a parking standpoint at a Tampa landmark. So 5th Annual Tampa Kennedy Cruise. If you're in or around the area, please come on out. It's totally free, and uh, share uh, with, with the with the kinfolk. If you know someone or maybe you're an acro and you're like, man, I haven't seen them talking about it, you know, share it with the crew. Let them know. Facebook for more information, Tampa Kennedy Cruise. That's all that I'm going to cover right now for the scene, or excuse me, for the uh, key show updates. I want to thank the West Coast Influence. Uh, we I gave them a huge shout-out earlier today. Thank you to Radar again via Facebook on the West Coast Influence. He did live stream. I believe you can go back and watch it. So if you want to see that Hall of Fame induction, hit up the West Coast Influence on Facebook. While you're gallivanting over to the website, go to minitruckfilm.com. You can order the Blu-ray or DVD of the famed The West Coast Influence. This is a documentary-style film around the mini-truck scene, and it talks about how the West Coast played such a role in the explosion of mini-trucks, minitruckfilm.com. All right, so, so the podcast updates. The only item I have to share, one item, is we are waiting for a big order of skate decks. I um, really appreciate all the support. Some of you guys have been waiting a little bit. We're going to have those. we got more coming in this next uh, three weeks or so. So uh, keep it locked to OLP. And if you really want to go the extra mile on Instagram, go to our Instagram profile and turn on post notifications. It's really simple. When you do that, you'll get that little kind of soft notification into your iPhone or Android device. And that way, like at the end of the day or when you have a break, you can kind of go through and check us out. And you'll see that we're going to be having some cool stuff coming up here very soon. We'll post it on Facebook and Instagram. The OLP updates are brought to you by Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers for your business or you need something created, hit up Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, Mafia.com. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're on TikTok. A buddy will take care of you. And uh, maybe you've got an old decal that you want to reproduce for whatever reason. Or let's say you're, gonna, you're planning for SEMA or another show. Buddy and Ryan can take care of you. Graphics with an X, Mafia.com. All right, lastly, you got the Airhead Nation updates, and then we'll try to see who else we can get this week uh, from SEMA. We've got a few contacts out there, so we're going to see what we can kind of pull together. So far, I think it's been a jam-packed episode, but you know us. We want to go a little bit above and beyond, and that's what we do every week here at OLP. So, uh, again, the Airhead Nation updates. Uh, Eric Jones had posted happy 12th anniversary to Mama Bear, and uh, just a great family. Eric is... Uh, a very talented individual that works at graphics, at Graphic Disorder, and he's just a good kinfolk. So uh, thanks, guys, for all that you do for the scene, but congratulations with your anniversary. Lastly, someone had posted, Jesse Kidd specifically had posted, I'm absolutely a wreck. Brother, you weren't just a fellow mini trucker. You were my brother. I could talk to you absolutely about anything. I can't wrap my head around the loss. And I tell you what, um, he had mentioned John 
Romero, I believe it was, and 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 I want to make sure from from the photos that I can see, I believe it was him. Just devastating, you know what I mean. And uh, someone had commented here, and I'm trying to make sure I got the facts right. They said I have been crying since I first saw his brother Ben's post this morning. I couldn't go back to sleep. Don't even know what to do. John J O N has been a very good friend of mine for many years. He could, he and I could talk for hours and hours and hours. When I told him I had cancer, he gave me a huge hug. That was Brett Bickle that had posted it. And if you look at the uh, res- replies on there, uh, it does say, but if you know, but no, if you were a friend of John Romero, you are a friend of mine, Brett. You know, these guys kind of just banding together and trying to help each other out in a very, very tough time. So rest in peace to the big homie. He had a laid out clothing shirt on in the photo, and I, I hope that I got those facts correct. I don't know that I uh, knew the homie or ever uh, officially met him, but I know he was a part of the scene of ours, and uh, we send condolences to his family and friends and colleagues and those that knew him. So far, pretty packed agenda. And again, I am lined up this week for some good interviews. So I know some of you guys are going, where's the interviews? Listen, it takes a lot. And I am trying to slow down a little bit because I know sometimes, you know, people are like, bam, 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 you know, all these YouTube videos, all this, all that. I got some good feedback from some of the homies and I'm just trying to kind of level out, produce the right amount of content right? Not overdo it, which sometimes I think I do. Uh, but at the same time, give you guys, um, you know, what you, what you're looking for, right? Some good content, but always keeping it consistent. That's the key. So, uh, with that being said, again, uh, what, what I am going to try to do is I'm going to try to link up with some of the other homies, including maybe Jeremy Bumpus, uh, possibly Shane Andrews, and, uh, maybe even the folks from mini truck era, We'll see who we can link up with. If not, what I am going to do is try to keep it a little bit loose this week. And uh, if there's anything that I see on social media, I'll also bake that into this final segment that we'll have for this episode, kind of our SEMA spectacular for 2022. There's a lot of good people out there. There's a lot of, you know, the Kindigs and, and just all these big shops and stuff. And I just love seeing all the success and all of the focus on this awesome scene of ours, including the hot rod scene, really the culture of hot rods and cars in general. It's huge. And uh, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't be doing a podcast if it wasn't for a piece of that, which is mini trucking. So thank you guys so much for always coming back and rocking with us. And again, stick with us. We got more to talk about throughout the rest of this episode. We'll see how many more folks we can get on the phone. Stay on the rise. And if you talk to Hank, don't do what he says. We out here. Stay tuned. Hey, hey. So as I as I mentioned, we're gonna kind of check with some folks that we can that are boots on the ground, and I gotta give much love and respect. We've had him on before, but not since he debuted the truck. Shane Andrews, my brother. How you doing? Doing great. How about you, man? Dude, everything is good, man. Are you uh, are you excited that? Oh man, I mean, it was like yeah, you know, a dream come true. You don't really get that many opportunities to get invited out here, so it was a once in a lifetime experience, and I've definitely enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, man, and dude, you got to give it up to the sponsor that helped make it happen. I know there's a lot of people behind the scenes with the truck, but what booth are you in again? I'm in the uh, MTX booth. And you're rocking out there with our homie Jeremy Bumpus from Carfix. You've got a chance to slap hands with them. 
I do. He's actually going to do some uh, work on my truck for me. Dude, he's a great he, dude, man. Great dude. Amazing shop, and I tell you what, man. I'm so happy. You're one of a handful of mini trucks. There's not usually a lot at, at SEMA these days. But, dude, you have to have a smile ear to ear and knowing your family. You know, the the rich history that you guys have. I know earlier in the build, kind of earlier in the year, you, you kind of maybe a little bit of frustration, like sometimes, you know, these haters and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, you persevered through all that. And now you're at SEMA, dude. I mean, you got to just be on cloud nine. Oh, I mean, the best part about it is it's actually – my dad that passed away, it's actually going to be his birthday while I'm out here at SEMA showing the truck off. Dude, you talk about looking down and him being proud, dude. I mean, it's it's a touching moment, man. It definitely is. I mean, I couldn't be more excited to be sharing the moment, you know, with my family and especially my mom being here at SEMA. Yeah, being dude. able to show the truck off, you know, with my dad that passed away. I know. And like we said before, may he rest in peace and... What do you think about the rich history of uh, the U.S. military and the armed forces? But you also think about all the love that you've got and the, the respect, rather, um, since the truck debuted earlier this year. I think it was at Battle in Bama, technically? It was. We debuted it at Battle in Bama, correct. So you think like five, six months ago, and you, you've, you've had all of this success. I think you even had the, the armed forces had linked up with you, right? They did. We took the truck out to New York City for Fleet Week. Yep. I'm thinking which your dad another, going, New York City. <laughs> right, right. I mean, which was another ex- insane experience because, again, it's one of those things where it's a once-in-a-lifetime, so do it and enjoy it. Yeah, and I tell you what, I've got an MTX amp in my full-size truck that I've had all the way back to my bourbon all these years later, and you think about a company that's been around, I want to give them all the respect, MTX Audio, and seeing the truck there over by the Maverick, uh, both kind of newer school mini trucks, but I tell you what, they're representing like they've been around 30 years, dude. These trucks are amazing, and I know that your family's got to be super proud. Oh, they are. I mean, everybody's been just stoked about the whole situation. I mean, couldn't have had a better time. Couldn't have asked, you know, to be parked on a nicer guy with Jeremy. So yep. just everything has just been great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll get some connections there for sure. I mean, just a great dude. When you think about how big SEMA is and you, like, kind of walk around and you got your home base, you always come back to MTX Audio. But when you walk around, are you just amazed at how much stuff is there? It's almost kind of, I would say, overwhelming with how much stuff <laughs> yeah. is out here. Yeah. You can't really, like, the first day. MTX said, hey, you know, go out and walk around before it opens up to the public because yeah. they wanted me in the booth all day because they knew people were going to be asking about the truck and they weren't sure what to tell them about yeah. the murals painted on it and stuff. So they wanted me to hang with the truck all day. Yep. So the first day that I actually got to walk around was yesterday before it opened to the public Yep, yep. and ended up walking six miles. Yeah, you look at your watch or your phone and you go, damn. <laughs> right, and I still don't think I saw everything within them six miles. Yep, yep. I, I told my friends a couple times I've been, I'm like, get some new pair of shoes before you go because I'm telling you what, man, it's going to show how old we're getting <laughs> walking around for a day or two. You know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, that's how my sister was. You know, she got a new pair of shoes and she was like, after the second day, she's going, yeah, I think I broke my shoes in because she thought, <laughs> oh, well, you know, getting a new pair of shoes was probably not the brightest idea coming out here. I'm probably going to rub some blisters in my feet. But, yep. you know, she came through with unscaled and everything. So that was a, a bonus. 
But, I mean, it's just crazy. You don't realize how big the Las Vegas Convention Center is mm-hmm. until you start walking around it. I mean, it's just it's huge. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, it's a lifelong dream for many to be able to get out there. And I'll tell you what, you have pushed so hard the last, you know, 12 months or so. I mean, even before the planning stages. But some of the stuff that's in the bed of it, I mean, it came out. You, you hinted at how all the stuff was coming together when we had you on, Shane. But, dude, like to see the inside of the bed with the bullets and all that, I mean, there's you just got to have people like smiling and also people that are just like, hey, salute, man. Oh, yeah, it's great, but the only problem, we got in trouble the first day out here at oh. SEMA because somebody ended up taking pictures because I got a call from MTX that night, and they said, hey, how do we shut the actuators because somebody sent in a photo to oh. SEMA showing the bomb and showing the bullets and said, hey, this guy's not allowed to have them, but yet he's showing them. So they ended up making me shut them. But I think Friday, from what they said, you know, screw it. Let's just go ahead and open it. And let's show it off. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, salute to America for for that one in MTX. And the good thing is, you 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 had that thought in mind to be able to do it, so that you could do that if you had to. So that would have been crazy if they're like, "Well, this can't be in here." But we know. Listen, it's a patriotic thing, and and we salute you, man. I appreciate it, man. I definitely do. Listen, um, I know you, you, this is really quick. We, you know, you made this amazing tour. I think you were at Dropped Out recently. You won Best Paint, if I remember correctly. Correct. Yep. I, uh, that was my last show, I believe, before I came to SEMA was Dropped Out. Because I'm actually uh, traveling with uh, Walker's Trophy from uh, Dropped Out. And I actually took it on Route 66 and took a picture of it. <laughs> I, I put the trophy on the ground just for him on Route 66 and took a picture of it sitting out there for him. Dude, the foresight, man. This award better be very special to you and go in the front of your trophy case because I've hauled it to several states for you. <laughs> hey, hey, where's the fee at, right? Uh, no, that, <laughs> that that's fantastic. Listen, give another shout-out to your fam and all in, in any couple maybe sponsors or good kin folk that you want because I tell you what, man, this truck is, is a special one. It's going to go down in history for sure. I mean, I, I you know, I can't thank everybody in the scene, you know, for being so supportive and everything. I mean, everybody's been great. I mean, it's been a phenomenal year this year with every show that I've gone to. Just, I mean, everywhere that I've been, the feedback that I've got, uh, I've, I've just enjoyed everything that I've done with the truck this year. My th- family, I can't thank them enough for pushing me even when I've been tired where I'm like, hey, you know, I need a break. I need a break. You know, I can't thank them enough for pushing me because just the reaction on people's face, like when we were in Maggie Valley for um, Showdown in the Valley, this lady came up to me and started crying, thanking me for showing the truck and how she found out that it was going to be there, that she just had to make the trip out there to see the truck, how much it meant to her because her grandfather was Navy veteran and ended up passing away and she didn't realize how emotional she was going to get until she seen the truck. So Dude. just little things like that, you know, it, it means the world to you. And it's like, okay, well, I just got to keep pushing myself and showing the truck because seeing how emotional people and how much it means to them to see that truck. Yeah. And so you- that to me is worth it more than anything. Yeah, and doing it for the right reasons and stuff, it, it makes it easy once you get over that little first hump of some of the haters and some of the stuff. You just go, you know what? Let's grasp past them. Let's keep the pedal stomped, and that's what you've done. And all that positivity 
is coming forward. And again, it it it. it it uh, it brings you to experiences like what you're in now. You know, we're like, dude, we're in Vegas. You know, we're doing the damn thing. Um, last thing, give a shout out to your painter, dude. Again, because I know just above and beyond. My guy Mickey Harris, he's actually up here in the Theta booth, and he's doing uh, airbrush lessons and stuff. He's up <laughs> here in the uh, booth doing it. Which actually, Jeremy was uh, went up there, and he also did some airbrushing and stuff. Because I told him, I said, you know, hey, when you see Mickey. Give him a hard time and tell him, man, that military truck down there, you're getting bad. Old. That military truck looks terrible. And he's like, oh, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that to Mickey. I was like, man, you just got to go up there and give him a hard time. I said, he'll know that you're joking. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's so, like the respect I, that these guys have. And I tell you what, Jeremy, there's not a thing this guy can't do. It's like, come on, leave some for the rest of us, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I thank all my sponsors for having me, you know, for helping me with the build. Like that was the first thing I did yesterday was I went to every single booth of my sponsors oh, wow. that helped build the truck. And I thanked them all because I knew I was going to be so busy that if I didn't thank them now, then I wouldn't be able to thank them. So I, I wanted to walk out there, show my face, shake hands with them and tell them, hey. I appreciate what you put into the truck and what you give me. I can't thank you enough. And it's things like that. I think, you know, these big companies, they don't get appreciated enough for it's like people want free parts and stuff like that. So to me personally, it meant, okay, let me go out here and shake their hands and tell them, thank you. Cause if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't save X amount of dollars in the spill. So that was the first thing that I did when, I was able to walk around and soak everything in was to go shake hands and see them face to face and thank them personally. Yeah. And remind everyone that, Hey, it's great to get some stuff, right? But it's, when you think about, Hey, it helps you cause you got the pedal stomp, but it's not all, you know, uh, it's not all this thing that's like, Oh, give me some free parts and whatever. I mean, there's a lot of hustle behind it. Right. So for, for a good right. guy like you to get them, it's like, okay, great. Well now we got to accomplish the mission and that's what you guys did. Well, it was because uh, Joey Whitberry, he came up here today and, you know, we were talking to him. Me and Jeremy were talking to him because he was asking about, you know, how to go about getting uh, stereo sponsorships. And we were, you know, telling him what all you need to do. And a lot of these guys, like I tell them, you know, you're, for every three that you submit, you're probably going to get two no's. That's yep. just how it's going to go. Don't stop at the no's. Keep pushing yourself and saying, hey, you know, you've you got to write up a proposal. This is what I'm building. This is what I'm looking for. You know, what can you offer me on that? You know, and a lot of times these companies, what they'll end up doing is they'll say, okay, well, I'm going to give you 15% off. Yep. Then all of a sudden, the longer you're with them, okay, well, I'll give you 35% off. And then it'll keep going. The longer you stay with them and little things like that, the more that you're going to get off. Now, if you end up, what they also look at, they look, they look at your social media following. Yeah. Yep. Okay. How many people follow you on Facebook? How many, Do you have a Twitter? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a TikTok? These are all things that they end up looking at. If you have a huge following, nine times out of ten, yes, they'll probably say, okay, but well, we're going to give you, you know, stereo stuff. And yep. that's yeah, what they're going to They're going to get the impressions. They're going to see, you know, people are going to see it. Right. And they also look at, well, how many shows does this guy go to? Because that's what you're doing is, you know, you're out there promoting. Ambassador. Yep. Right, right. You're out there promoting their product, and that's what they want. They want to sit there and see that you're out there promoting their product. You're going to shows that the more that their product gets seen, the more they know somebody out there is going to buy it. The All more right. their products 
to, the more they know that their product's going to get bought. So it's little things like that that the sponsors, you know, that that's what they end up looking for. So oh, yeah. that's just little things that I tell people, you know, you have to look at stuff like that of, you know, for every no that you get, you're going to get one yes. So oh, just yeah. keep on pushing and keep on trying. You'll eventually get there. And yep. Yep. That's you key. might have $200,000 in your bank account, but yet you don't want to spend all that 200000 that you <laughs> want to get sponsorships for. You just, you never know. And, and a lot of people, that's what they get mad at because they'll be like, oh, well, he really don't need the sponsorship. So-and-so don't need the sponsorship. They can afford it themselves, but why are they? Why do they have sponsorships? Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it's they're going to have a big that. following. Sometimes maybe right. they built right. four or five. Like you're building these relationships now. You know, it's going to help you potentially. Dare I say, on another build down the road, right? But that's what you want to do. You want to ratchet up and, and build those relationships. Exactly, and, and like I tell people a lot of times too, like if if you're going out there trying to get sponsorships. You can't be posting dirty stuff on right. your Facebook, on yeah. Instagram, because now you become an ambassador for these companies. So your friends can't be posting dirty memes or nasty yeah. jokes and stuff. Yeah, and because up shit you now have that following where people start looking at stuff and they're like, well, you know, this guy, he goes to a lot of shows, but he's kind of silly and posts a lot of dirty stuff. So they tend to look at that. Yep. Well, that's what Hank, you know, from Hammered Weekend, where like he wants everything free, but he posts some filthy stuff. And we've tried to tell him, dude, he's got to calm down, man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Hank Norris, I mean, if you want to get one thing, just, I mean, play by the rules. But in all seriousness, dude, like super stoked for you. I mean, you're on this amazing run. Do uh, and I may have missed it. I don't think I did. Do we ever think we'll get the Nissan paired up with Plain Jane one day for a photo shoot? I'm I'm <laughs> definitely open to it. I mean, whenever we can get together, I'm I'm definitely available and I'm all for it. So yeah. I yep. mean, when everybody lines it up and tells me when we can get it done, I'm all for it. Dude, I love it, man. Well, listen, we're going to keep following Shane Andrews with an S on Facebook. You can check him out, Shane underscore Andrews underscore on Instagram. Uh, I think we're this isn't going to be the last we hear of this truck. We're looking forward as we kind of move into the new year, seeing it in the in the next show season. But like I said, dude, thank you so much for taking it and representing, kind of being ambassador right now for our scene. Keep doing what you do, Shane. Uh, any last words? Like I said, I just want to thank, you know, you for having me on i want to thank everybody in the scene for supporting me and want to thank my family and like i said i couldn't ask for a better support system i mean it, it has been fabulous i can't thank you guys enough we'll go get you guys some food kick back and uh, relax a little bit and enjoy the rest of the week at sema and we'll talk to you soon shane all right i appreciate it brother peace hey we're continuing our coverage here at sema 2022 and we got carl no stranger to olp with lovezilla Carl, you enjoying your time out there in Vegas? Uh, it's been pretty incredible, even better than I could have imagined. You know, it's my first and only trip here, and uh, I, I told myself I would go one year, but only when I had something to show. And uh, we're out here with Lovezilla, just having a great time. There's some really, really cool stuff out here. Yeah, and remind the listeners the booth and, and maybe one of the sponsors that was able to kind of get you the prod or the placement, if you will, inside the famed SEMA. Um, it, well, KATG is our builder. Um, and that's who's displaying the truck. We're in, what booth are we? 24980. We're in the center hall. We're right across from a bunch of really cool uh, Fords that were in the movie Ferrari versus, a Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. So uh, 
their traffic has helped our traffic, obviously, and uh, that's pretty much how we got here. It was uh, we've been planning to go, but we couldn't really book it until we knew we'd have something at least close to done. We still aren't done, 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 but we're pretty darn close. Oh yeah, and you can follow uh, Carl. It's L U V Zilla Z I L L A underscore seven four. I know it's a big push to get the thing there, right? Because I mean, you guys really put the pedal down. Uh, what was the thrash? Oh, yeah. You know, they call it um, as as Chris Jacobs will call it the th- the SEMA thrash. The last couple weeks, mm-hmm. did you have some butterflies in your stomach trying to get everything ready? Uh, butterflies, uncertainty uh, on whether or not we get it done. But not just that; you always worry about how it's going to be received here when you do finally get here. But yeah, the the last three weeks have been pretty crazy, especially with trying to get the the finish of the truck. You know, the panels have been done for quite some time, but getting that brushed raw aluminum look uh, was was quite uh, difficult. We started on about five weeks ago, and you think it'd be a quick process, but it was not. It was very stressful. Parts like the truck was sprayed in probably four or five different locations with Matt Hutchinson uh, from uh, Matt Hutchinson Designs, who's painted a lot of very famous Finnegan's truck. He's painted a lot of stuff. And he was in the process of moving, so we weren't even sure we were going to be able to get it all done. But it was really crazy the last few weeks to get this thing um, even to where we could could get it here. So it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, and if you guys want to see some behind-the-scenes, as he mentioned, look up Matt Hutchison, H-U-T-C-H-E-S-O-N, designs on Instagram. Yeah, when you see – I've seen some of the comments, Carl, people going, how did you get that look? And you're like, well, (laughs) it's brushed, and it's raw aluminum. Yeah, people are blown away. They just can't fathom that. I don't know how many people have come up and said, this is a wrap. No, it's not a wrap. It's (laughs) real aluminum. And then they're blown away that somebody made this little whole, you know, Chevy Love thing out of aluminum because that's not easy to do. We've talked about this before. I I went to the top shops in the country, at least the supposed top shops, and they don't want to work with aluminum because it's very difficult. And and Adam and the guys at ATG just uh, took it on with no problem and have been killing it. Yeah, they have been. I would encourage people, if you check out Brian Fuller, it's F-U-L-L-E-R, Moto, M-O-T-O. We had Brian on my Lincoln Attic podcast, and he did a video. So look at his feed and look at those reels. He did a very cool video of Carl's Lovezilla, uh, and it, it just really came out awesome, and it kind of shows some of the detail. Um, besides the is it a wrap, what, what's the other kind of buzz that you're hearing from passer goers and kind of show goers and enthusiasts there? So always the next question is, what motor is that? You know, because we we got it all covered up now from when you saw it at LST. Yep. We've got the twin intercoolers in there and things like that. So everybody wants to know what motor's in it. And obviously, they're blown away by the fact that you can have a V6 that can put out 1,500 horsepower. So that's the second most asked question is, you know, what kind of motor you got. And then it's, well, how long did it take? And everybody wants to know how much it costs. And, you know, you don't want to get into that right, stuff. Right, but, right, right. Uh, Anyway, those are the common questions, and I'm I'm shocked, believe it or not, the older crowd really digs this, and I mean older, older than me. They understand more than a lot of young kids are kind of walking by. You know, it's more the tuner age right now, and they don't see what they're looking at. But people in their seventies are just blown away by this. They stop and look and take pictures and ask a lot of questions. So it's kind of weird the uh, the age group that seems to be you know more interested in this thing. Yeah, and I'll say this. Um, I, I was reminded that this is the 40th anniversary of the S10 and 82, but watching Steve Mag, I always forget how to say his last name. He does a lot with Barrett Jackson and stuff. He rattles those facts off. But he had reminded right. me recently, Carl, that LUV was for light utility vehicle, as you and I both right. know. And to your point, the old school guys you know, that are maybe getting up there a little bit in age, they remember that era you know, in the 70s with the craziness of the gas prices, kind of like we're getting into now. 
now and when those light utility vehicles started coming out. Exactly. Um, and, and I've been honest, I think you're talking about Steve Bagnante. Yes. The guy you're talking about. He yes. knows everything. You guys are walking encyclopedia of every car ever made. Yeah. yeah. He's mostly yeah. Mopar, but he knows everything about everything. Yeah, I love his channel. You guys should check it out on YouTube. But, uh, Carl, dude, listen, I appreciate you taking a minute. Obviously, you came on before early, earlier this year, and we're happy to see all the success. Do you? Can you give us any hint maybe where the mini truckers could possibly see the truck next or next year? Oh, sure. I've already made a commitment. I'm going to be at LST. Good, good. i, I got to go back. It's, uh, yep. Yeah, un unfinished business. Absolutely want to go there and see if I can't take uh, take that away from uh, the gentleman. I forgot his name that owns the... Uh, far from losing he stopped by the booth today and uh, he was giving me a you know, ribbed me a little bit so uh, i think he's going to be out there too so that's our next stop is uh, lst and then we want to be in maggie valley and at uh, mini nats i know it's not really it still hasn't really been uh, received by the mini truck community if you will but it is a mini truck even though oh, we built yeah. it by hand and it's, it's still more muscular eventually i think if we get it out enough and show people uh they'll 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 uh they'll take to it a little bit more than they have. It's kind of in between a mini truck and a muscle car, so it needs to find a home someplace. Oh, yeah. Well, we partner well with Lone Star Throwdown, Lonnie and team, and, and Radar, and, of course, with Jason Bell at Southeast mm -hmm. Mini Truck and Nat. So uh, we're about eight hours away from Mini Nats, and, of course, I know you guys will have a lot longer trip, and we wish you, you know, the success and all the luck getting, you know, being safe, getting back home from SEMA. Obviously, we'll see you a couple times next year, and we're excited about it. Um, anything else to share uh, or any any other plugs you need to do, Carl, before we let you go? Uh, I can't think of any. You know, I'm just I'm caught up in the moment. There's probably a lot I need to say yep. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure when we hang up, it's like, oh, man, I should have said this or should have said that. But it's been great. I didn't realize there was some kind of mini truck uh, Hall of Fame thing going on. Yes. I missed it last night. Yeah. I missed it. I didn't know it was there the night before. I can't remember. So yeah, I would have went out there for sure had I known. We'll make sure we reinforce that uh, going forward too. you know, making sure everybody knows. But listen, we appreciate you taking the time, a couple minutes here at SEMA 22. We're going to um, continue our coverage and have a, a fun rest of your week, Carl. Right on. We'll do it. You guys take care, and uh, we'll see everybody at the Lone Star. And if not, we'll see you at the Mini Truck Nets. Thanks, brother. So there you have it, Carl, kind of continuing the coverage. I am hopeful that we'll link up with a few other folks. I have made those connections and uh, really appreciate uh, these guys out there, boots on the ground, kind of taking a minute. There's really the hustle and bustle. We kind of heard that from Shane earlier. And, um, you know, it, it is, it's tough to kind of get away, right? Especially if you've got a vehicle in a booth. But I will say this I know sometimes they can use a little bit of the break, although we're getting them to talk as well. So uh, thanks again, uh, Carl, for taking the time. Uh, before we try to link up with a couple other folks, I'll go through a few things that I've saved. So um, something that, that I had caught wind a little bit earlier in the year and I couldn't really share is I knew that AccuAir wasn't going to be represented at SEMA you know, in, in their normal spot. And I think we've seen that even from Viair, where you know, Viair has chosen to kind of go every other year. Last we had talked with their team. And I think that that's that's something that's key because if you think about a lot of these companies maybe don't have something brand new to share every year. Now, they can certainly showcase their awesome products on all of these badass vehicles. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I sometimes, as just kind of an enthusiast on the outside, I always wonder, is there the ROI, the return on investment for all of these companies going there each year? Now, certainly, uh, for the listeners out there that are business owners, you guys know, how important having those tax write-offs are. So I do think 
with a lot of companies, you know, whatever that cost is to not only have the booth and have the power and all of that stuff there, all of that stuff gets tacked on an extra charge, all of the shipping stuff in and, and whatnot, but also having your team there. And I know AccuWare, as an example, being one of our key partners, they would then leave SEMA and then they would go to Dino's Get Down, which I mentioned earlier. And you start to go, wow, look at that cost, right? Look at, you know, having the employees out there, the lodging, the food and all that stuff. So uh, kind of curious to see how uh, things go forward. Although I had mentioned a little bit earlier with uh, Ruben, you know, we talked about, I was kind of like, you know, what's the feeling? What's the buzz? He had reminded me, if you think back almost 15 years ago, kind of during that recession, so to speak, things down, you know, there was the downturn, right? And I didn't go to SEMA in those years, but Ruben had reminded us that there were those years that a lot of companies just couldn't afford to go, right? Uh, things had been, you know, things have been good. Obviously, we had the pandemic and whatnot. And, but me, my gut feeling is that SEMA, you know, it's not going anywhere. You know, they're going to continue to pivot and move. We've seen these different trends. Now there's a lot of the, you know, the, it's just expanding. It's kind of like Comic-Con. Comic-Con started kind of as this narrow, you know, th- you know, event. And now Comic-Con is, is, is so much more, right? It's, it, it's movies, it's, you know, fandom and all that kind of stuff. And I look at SEMA and go, they've done a great job. Like with the art walk, we had Nikon recently. And I know that you guys are going to be able to, to listen to this, you know, kind of the last day of SEMA. So more than likely, you're not going to be, you know, there on Friday to maybe see anything. But like with Nick and, and, and some of these artists, they're able to go there and showcase some of their stuff. And, you know, the artist side of it, I think, isn't – it's not really covered as much as I would like to see. Um, and I think these guys don't all make as maybe much money as these high-end builders and stuff. So it's really cool, in my opinion, that SEMA kind of works with them and they, they give them that platform to go over there and share their art and things like that. Because, again, you know, there are some artists – that believe me, they make tons of money, right? And they do, I think like Max Grundy, he does all kinds of different partnerships. He even did uh, one of the Napa catalog. It had a 66 or 67 yellow Lincoln convertible on the, on the cover. I think that was like for their 50th or 75th anniversary. So like we've seen some artists really spread their wings, so to speak, and, and make a ton of money. But you know, a lot of those artists, you know, they're kind of smaller operations and whatnot. So anyways, that's a, a little bit of... Um, some craziness that was going on on my mind kind of out throughout the week. Uh, the other thing that I noticed was airlift. So I know last year it didn't seem like airlift was there, but this year I did look on airlift performance and like, for instance, uh, they do, uh, they, they, they have a booth. So that, that was a good thing. Uh, it looks like the Zerati uh, car is in their booth. So that's pretty cool. And then they have a low rider. So, Uh, you know, they've got that going on, but it kind of, again, reinforces last year, we were somewhat coming out of that pandemic. And then this year you fast forward and go, okay, well, you know, a lot of us kind of feel like, boom, we're past the pandemic. Everything's going to get back to normal, high gas prices, things like that. So we'll kind of see, I'll be curious to see the few companies that didn't make it this year. Do they make it back? Uh, the rumor has been that like Chevy and Ford kind of pulled out of it and you kind of go, well, wow, man, you know, they're the, they're the big dogs, right? I mean, they're the ones making all the hundreds of millions and billions, but is it strategic, you know, uh, is social media and social media awareness more important now than spending all the money to go to SEMA? I don't know. It, it, it's definitely an interesting topic. So uh, there's a couple things there. Now, uh, before we try, I'm going to try to link up with 
uh, Patty and Marlin from Mini Truck Era, they have a magazine, and I haven't done a good enough job of reinforcing all the stuff they're doing. You know, those new minis guys, uh, and then also the envious minis, just really ha- has exploded. There's a, a good group of those folks out there. We've posted a couple of times. There's Carl with Lovezilla. There's also the other Maverick out there. So the, the gray Maverick with the topper on it and the graphics. Not only is there Jeremy's, but there's the gray one as well. There's also, I saw Travis Nowak had posted a really crazy, I think it was like 1,200 horsepower Toyota 4Runner. So there's a few minis kind of scattered throughout. Obviously heavy on the hot rods this year as always. And then the C10s are just blowing up. Again, talking with Ruben earlier, kind of mentioned Hills Hot Rods. I know Ronnie from C, uh, C10 Talk and OBS Talk, really the Truck Talk Media umbrella, you know, he was there as part of a couple of those brands. I also wanted to mention Auto Revolution. So uh, those good kinfolk over there, uh, if you go on Instagram and type in Auto Revolution, uh, you'll see there. They were out at SEMA as well, of course, doing all kinds of stuff. I see Johnny O uh, is out there doing TikTok slash Instagram reels. It's really just blowing up, and I love to see it. And it, it's great to see people all over from different facets of our business just out there thriving, sharing stuff, enjoying their time. Now, I forget what booth it's in. There was a K5 Blazer, I guess, you know, quote K5 Blazer, and it's funny because Auto Revolution, speaking of them, they had posted GM should have made this. And it's kind of cool because we don't really see the standard cab trucks anymore. So whoever had built this, basically standard cab truck, and it has the look and feel of the old K5s where there's no roof on it, of course, because it's a truck. But then it also has, if you think about mini truckers, it has the walkthrough basically, right? So you can put the seats back and it kind of has that flow. So, you know, again, I think it, it it is a custom one, but I would hope GM is sitting back and they have people looking at this stuff and go, you know, what does the market want? You know, I'm not a huge fan of their newer trucks. Now, granted, I think, I think that they have come around and I think people are appreciating them a little bit more, especially the GM uh, C side of things. But if you recall many moons ago, I was doing kind of industry updates every week and looking at different websites and the sales were kind of down and th- you know then I think things have picked back up of course in terms of you know people getting used to those new front ends and whatnot but I I often think Lincoln missed the mark when they brought the Continental back they didn't have suicide doors they didn't have that option and then of course they rolled out the special edition and they had the suicide doors and whatnot the 80 of them or whatever for the 80th anniversary of Lincoln Continental but you kind of go, okay, well, they missed the mark. And I just wonder, you know, I know GM's focused on EV stuff. I know m- most of you guys probably aren't cool with that. I'm not really a huge fan of it. I-, I-, I think it's the future. But I just hope that they will look and see some of the trends and kind of go, man, you know what? Something like a K5 Blazer might be something that they need that's a hit, right? I see people driving the new Jeeps, the new Broncos, and people are just loving them. And I, I just, I don't know, I wish they... You know, Ronnie will always talk about the lineage, you right, and getting back to kind of the old school stuff that we all love. I just wonder, is GM listening? Are they going to do that? Or maybe they don't give a shit. <laughs> maybe they don't give a shit. So uh, I'm going to ramble just a little bit more and kind of just uh, pick up a couple of things that, that have been confirmed um, or that I can share now. So again, we are going to try to call a couple more folks. Uh, here's where we're kind of at. 
I wanted to mention that uh, Envious Mini, so I mentioned them earlier, it's E-N-V-Y-U-Z, Envious, right? Envious Mini's official on Instagram. Go check them out. They're sharing a lot of stuff. Uh, the other cool thing was the Outlaw Garage TN, so the Outlaw Garage Tennessee. I met up with the homie before when we met up with the Carfix crew earlier this year. Uh, he did a collaborative post with us. He did the stereo work in Jeremy Bumpus's Maverick, so big ups to him. He's an OG. We got to get him on at some point. Uh, there's a lot of other things that I wanted to mention. I think SEMA Show on Instagram, they're doing a better job of kind of showcasing. They're not posting a lot. I think they should post more, but I really appreciate it. When I looked at their feed, they were sharing more stuff and you know, basically walking around the show and taking videos and posting stuff, which I thought was freaking awesome, right? They should do more of that. They have 618,000 followers. They also have the first ever SEMA Automotive Influencer of the Year Award presented uh, Thursday the 3rd. Uh, November 3rd, the new award recognizes content creators and social media influencers who have significantly supported and helped build enthusiasm for the automotive industry and car culture. The five SEMA Automotive Influencers of the Year Award finalists are, and they list those out. So again, you can go to SEMA Show on Instagram to see those, which I thought was cool. Uh, Something else that I had saw, uh, this kind of Maybe doesn't tie directly into SEMA, but Wes Allison, uh, he has shot numerous mini truck and magazine covers, and I want to talk more about that in the future. He had shared that he shot the 75th anniversary issue of Hot Rod magazine. He shot the cover, and it reminds me of the the dry lakes out at SEMA. Maybe it was shot a year ago. Maybe it was shot this week. I don't know that they could throw it together that quick, but um, it looks like it is the January 2023 issue. So tip of the cap to Wes, I did comment on his post and say, hey, we'd love to get John OLP, and he did like it, so we'll have to see. Uh, Something in addition, so earlier when you guys heard me talking to Jamie Smith from Australia, uh, I did take out a segment there, uh, which I was sworn to do, but the news has since broken, and uh, Jazzy Green from Down Under, she has won the coveted award, truck, uh, the truck award that I had shared, and many of you had voted in. So it's S M O T Y, Smutty, kind of like Smut, Truck Smut, but it's the Street Machine of the Year award, and uh, that is in one of the magazines down under, which is Street Machine, I believe. Technically, is the uh, the name of the magazine, and she has a badass feature in there. But big congratulations. We've had her on, and I'm telling you guys, many of you have chimed in on our Facebook post, and you're, you know, hey, what's the mini truck of the year? What's your favorite? You know, and everybody, listen, I do the same. We think of our scope. We think of what we, you know, we've been to some shows. Yeah, we saw some stuff. You know, this truck, this truck. A lot of good engagement on that post in our Facebook group, so thank you. But I remind people all the time when they start talking about baddest mini trucks, of the, you know, ever built, Sometimes we leave off some of these Japan trucks and some of these Aussie trucks. Dude, her truck, let's be honest, it's got to be in the running. It's it's one of the baddest trucks built. She did almost everything on that truck herself, and I love to see her getting this recognition. She's truly someone that um, loves the scene and loves mini trucking, so big ups. 
So enough of me talking. Uh, we will potentially end this episode at any point. So uh, just please note that. I will, again, I, I have a couple people on the hook that I'm supposed to talk to tonight in addition to doing an interview that I have waited a very long time to do and to get uh, taken care of and squared away that will run in the next couple of weeks. So a lot of things kind of in the air. If we end it now, I think I'm very happy with what we've got so far on the can, so to speak. But stick with us. Let's see if we can pick anyone else up from SEMA 2022. Continuing our coverage, check out the hashtag SEMA and hashtag SEMA show. Uh, Thank you to Kirk. Uh, No regrets for to Kirk Sullivan. He has allowed me to scan a ton of photos and I've been sharing those uh, little by little. So make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, our lifestyle podcast. Of course, we're on YouTube as well. Let's keep it going. Stick with us. Let's see who we can get on the phone. Hey, hey. So continuing our coverage, SEMA 2022, we got Jeremy Bumpus, dude. So excited for you. What's the vibe like at SEMA this year, man? Man, it's really cool. You know, SEMA's always a cool place to be. You know, if you're not at SEMA, you're kind of you're kind of missing out, I think. But what I think's really cool so far is uh, the mini trucks, man. I walk outside, <laughs> mini trucks. I walk through the SEMA building, I see I see Mavericks everywhere. I see mini trucks. It's like so. You know, obviously us mini trucking guys, that, that's what we love to see. So yeah, man. So far, so good. Dude, th- man, I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, we, we talked extensively about the Ford Maverick when we had John Jeremy. And how good of a feeling is it to see even old school car stereo is all back? And it's kind of never really went anywhere. But uh, what booth are you in again? Yeah, so we're in the MTX booth. And I'll tell you what's funny about, about that. We were talking about that earlier about how it felt like it kind of died off for a minute. It's coming back. What I think is cool, I'm, I'm going through these different booths. And everybody's got kind of like this old school setup back. You know, we, we've got the, the back wall cut out mm-hmm. and 815s in this sucker. But I'll, I'll tell you what's what's been the fun part. And it does make it feel like we're back in the day is uh, I'm in the MTX booth. I love those guys. I think they're awesome. They're, they're some of the best partners that I've, I've ever dealt with. But Rockford is right beside us. So there's a cool little truck over there that's got a got a nice sound system in it. So it's been like a competition between me and this guy right for the past two days. He'll fire it off, and then we fire ours off. And the Maverick, I would have to, I would have to say the Maverick's probably the wildest system there. Um, yep, yep. I had people writing me that were in, like, going into a different hall, like, hundreds of feet away going, dude, it's the loudest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I love it. So, awesome. I love it, and you got to give a huge shout out to your homie. I met him too at the car fix shoot, the Outlaw Garage, Tennessee. He came through huge for you, man. Yeah, Joey, man, killed it because we were trying to get the truck ready, and we were out filming car fix. And I'm like, man, how am I going to get this thing ready for SEMA? Because now, you know, we started out with six twelves in the bed. Now here we are with a an ARE topper on it, and doing all this other stuff. So I got with Joey, and he's become like, you know, one of my best friends now the guy is awesome and there's like nothing he can't do when it comes to stereo so basically you give him an idea and he's like oh yeah dude i can do that so he man he knocked it out of the park he's got one guy over there with him and uh man i'm telling you like if you need audio stuff man, that is the dude to go to for sure yeah real deal and we talked to shane earlier in the episode and he talked about how he slapped hands with you he's got of course the nissan also in the mtx booth and he said yo i gotta get with jeremy he's gonna be doing some stuff so that's a huge thing of sema as you know is the partnerships and relationships that you build there 
Absolutely, man. And, you know, that's that's what I love coming for because, you know, we partner up with so many different people and there's still so many people that you don't know or have never met, you know, these companies. And we start to build these relationships here. And I think that's what SEMA is all about, man. You know, you, you get to come in and see all your buddies, but the new relationships you build and the stuff you're able to do after that, dude, it's just amazing. And that's what I love about this. Hey, man, I agree, and I appreciate you taking a couple minutes. The last thing I kind of got is, is there any sneak peek? Will we see, and I'm trying to remember the Maverick. Um, someone shot it, right, the photos? Yeah, so um, so we've got um, we've got the thing shot. You mean as far as, like, magazine uh, Yeah, for, for the print. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so we, we shot it. It's supposed to be coming out in street trucks. Um, hopefully that's going to happen sometime soon. Uh, we even had a few people come by and shoot it. Uh, in the booth, so I yep, think yep. it's going to be out. I believe like the driver, somebody is actually doing kind of some coverage cool. on just here at SEMA, so that'd be cool to see too. So, so yeah, it, it should still be kind of popping out there after this. Real deal. Well, listen, we always say Mini's on the rise, and you're a big part of that, kind of bringing it back to the limelight. So we can't thank you enough. And Jeremy, we love watching Car Fix, you and Brian. And I always tell people tune in via Motor Trend TV on the Apple TV is the easiest way. But uh, any last words for us before you get back to the action at SEMA? Shit, keep mini trucking. Yes, That's what brother. It's all about. Yes, brother. Well, listen, enjoy the rest of your week and get home safe, dude. And uh, stay on the rise, my brother. All right, cool, brother. Thanks, man. Yo, so I think it's going to be a wrap for this week. It's crazy what you can accomplish, even if you're not boots on the ground there. We've got all of our partners, people we built relationships with. We can call them on the phone and go, yo, we need 5, 10, 15, and they did it. Uh, I got to thank our title sponsor, Custom Car Show Productions, including their three events. Of course, Bayou Showdown's going down in a couple of weeks, the weekend before Thanksgiving in Slidell, Louisiana, that weekend. The event after that is going to be Orange Beach Invasion, and then, of course, Scraping the Coast again. So we got to uh, show much love and uh, respect to the Custom Car Show production family. I guess in closing, I got to thank everyone that took a few minutes. I mean, these guys are on their feet all day at SEMA, walking around, taking coverage, talking to people. We had a good mix of people on it. I think you guys will appreciate it. Oh, by the way, we also had Jamie from Down Under on, so I think – that was a lot of fun just to kind of reinforce ECC, East Coast Cruise, down under in Australia. And again, that's going down as well coming up, so you heard all about that. Although we didn't get to talk to Chris from CNS Metalworks this week, we did talk to Ruben. So again, if you need parts, uh, hit up CNS Metalworks on Facebook or Instagram, AccuAir, uh, Vire Compressors, Universal Air, Pretty much anything you can get if you need help and get securing it, hit up Chris and he'll take care of you. He took care of me on the stuff I needed for the Lincoln for a lot of the parts. Uh, not everything, but you know the universal tank and all that stuff, that all came through Chris. So I really appreciate that. Now, I did try to link up with Patty and Marlin from Mini Truck Era. I don't think uh, I've done a, a good enough job of kind of reinforcing these, these awesome folks. And I want to thank them, Mini Truck all one word, underscore era, underscore magazine. They have one of the biggest mini truck pages out there other than mini truck and takeover, which love his page as well. But what mini truck era magazine is doing, I mean, really a lot of West Coast love that they show. They're out there with new minis and NVS minis, and they're killing it. They've got a lot of good coverage, and I can't thank them enough. Now, I was texting with Patty 
and we did have plans to get their audio and have it run on this one, and it just didn't work out, you know, trying to get this one done, trying to do interviews for next week. We did agree, though, they are going to come on as key guests, her and Marlon, and I'm looking forward to that uh, as title guests. So, again, check them out. Uh, they do have a link in their bio to magcloud.com, and you can actually buy um, issues. And, again, a little bit different vibe that maybe you've been used to with All Time Low magazine, which, oh, by the way, you know, we don't have that anymore. So Mini Truck Era Magazine issue 8 is out, and you can buy. Here's the cool thing. They have print, which, again, a little bit more expensive because print costs have went up. They have digital for half the price, or they have the one price, which is the, the basically the print and digital combined. But again, you got to give you got to give it up to these folks, man. They're they're putting their money out there, and they're producing something. It's not easy. It's not cheap. They're doing it, and again, it may not be what you're used to. It is uh, to me. It's a really good, well put together production. Mini truck era underscore magazine. So mini truck underscore era underscore magazine on Instagram. Uh, big ups to the kinfolk. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. The good thing is we are a weekly podcast. If you're new, please subscribe and or follow. Uh, hit us up on YouTube as well. And much love and respect to everybody out there. Thank you guys for all the support. And I'm telling you what, next week, next week's going to be a great episode. Got the the audio done in the can, so to speak, this week. Don't want to give away who it is yet, but I'm telling you what, maybe one of our biggest episodes ever. Stay on the rise and continue to support the scene in any way possible. We at you. Yeah.